These are my people And this is my land This is what we pray for And this is God's plan All right, we're back, episode 11. This is uh, the Southern Public Podcast. As you can tell, I'm still hoarse. Um, Maybe that way for a while. So we'll see. Um, We we got a guest in in the studio this evening and... uh, in the living room. In the living room. Did he say a, studio. a gift? A, a, a guest. A guest. <laughs> a gift. So, I'm your host, Doug Jernigan. Uh, we don't have a full house tonight, but I'll go around and let everybody introduce themselves. Yep. Jamie. You got Dwayne. Brad. And Joel. And right. speaking of Brad, Brad is our, uh, he's our special guest today. He is with the... Southeastern Dog, Dog Hunters, Hunters Association. Association. Dog yep. Hunters Association. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Southeastern Dog Hunters Association, and we also um, work very closely, if not partnered with um, Seasons of Hope Outdoors, where we take kids uh, hunting, and um, you know, yeah, you guys, really you guys aren't just about running dogs. I mean, you do a lot of oh, yeah. a lot of different stuff for the hunting community yeah. as a whole. Um, shoot, what two thousand. 12s when we kicked off and i think i got involved in 13 and one of one of the the i guess say one of my goals was is to really get people educated the community educated on dog hunting more make it cool again you know when i say cool again and you know to me it's never not been cool but you know we went through the the 90s you know late 90s early 2000 there where we just so many people were moving here and and you know they didn't know what dog hunting was but you know you guys i mean y'all don't dog hunt every day but you dog hunted and you know how many trucks you go to niceville freeport milton crestview holly yeah. and man it's just every truck has dog this time i mean they're got a dog, dog box on it yeah. oh it starts about october one you start seeing the dog boxes well do you want to kind of get started and just kind of let everybody know your i guess kind of your history with hunting you yep. know because we all when we started this, we kind of talked about when we, how we got started, when we got started, um, some of our passions for what we do, and and some, just some little tidbits about yourself. Yep, I, uh, so I'm born and raised in Holly, Florida, close to Navarre, right out on Eglin, border of Eglin. Uh, my family, all, all the outlaws live. <laughs> several of those all around um so yeah. we have any, our own in-house outside. are there any hoskins over there <laughs> hawkins that's hawkins. A, that's us that's <laughs> close but uh so yeah I was, I was born and raised there my family actually lived on eglin now but they lived on chocktachy national forest before it was eglin bald, bald eagle came in and they had to intimate domain them out and they settled in there's there's never a bald eagle Hmm. There was never a bold eagle. A bold eagle? There was never. If you listen to the government, none of that ever happened. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we won't get into that. But yeah, I mean, and they 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 um, settled in in Holly, and uh, so 
that's all I've ever known is dog hunting. I mean, my my stepdad, which you know, he introduced it introduced me to dog hunting before I mean I was knee how to grasshopper, you know. Um then my real father he hunted in Blackwater. Um so I got a little bit of the both, but my my stepdad really taught me the ins and outs of being a dog man and and um I tell people, I said, you can stand up and argue with me all day long when we're talking about it. I said, but I, I was raised by one of the grumpiest men you ever, so I'm not <laughs> going back down. Yeah. But he taught me a lot and, you know, love him to death. And he just really, he didn't just, he taught me how to deal with people, how right. to, uh, you know, learn to land like we were talking about, how to hunt a buck, how to find a buck, and how to jump a buck, and and how dog men are two steps behind because, you got your killers and you got your your uh, finders, shall you say, and you're just always two steps behind if you're going to haul hounds in the truck, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, hunted Blackwater all my life, so I mean I've hunted those two two areas. Right now, I, I pretty much um, I hunt, I'm in Burnt House Hunting Club in Alabama. I love it there, and then I hunt Eglin, and then I'll hunt a little bit in Blackwater, and then I got some friends over in Apalachicola that I'll probably go and just. I really go over there just to go with them and hang out with them. Yeah, we have pretty good. Dude, that's a fun. That's a fun place to run dogs. Yeah, it's uh, it's big. <laughs> yeah. So, when you started as a kid, was that kind of for this area the the? Would you more people run dogs than would still hunt? Yeah, the, y'all yeah, were stump area. hunters. Yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, that's what that's mm-hmm. what still hunters was called was stump hunters right. and. Uh, and really just dating back from ever, it was a fam more of a family thing, you know, old you It was know, something everybody worried. went. Yeah. Like mom, dad, kids. Yeah. No, actually <laughs> that's a good thing you just brought up there. When I grew up, it wasn't really a family event like it is now. And I think it's awesome. And I think that's yeah. one of the things we really try to hit on is being a family. You would see you would see the father, and you'd see the son, the grandfather, the uncle, right. not you'd very seldom seen the moms or the daughters, daughters. And, and and you have daughters of your own now oh, and they're is. there with me you know and, but and you know Teresa hunt i mean i mean everybody and that was one of the one of it's one of the best things it's a family event now we all know that but yeah it was a family event then it's just the way of the you know times have changed a little bit and uh i think it's great but all the i mean if you go to any hunting party now you're gonna have kids yeah and you're gonna have you know the wives the wives and, yeah, yeah i mean you're gonna have the well, whole family involved. and with yeah. your goal is wanting to keep that that tradition alive you you need to get as many people into it because once we someone, all do yeah once someone tries <laughs> it and sees how much fun yeah. it is and and it's just like you know, hunting camp for me was you know 60 percent of the fun of hunting mm-hmm you know, it was that getting around, yep. talking, bullshit. Camaraderie. Yep. Yeah, you know, that was in... Oh, the kids now, they, they, they're waiting for 11 o'clock because, you know, um, I, I'm, I don't know if y'all did it growing up, but, you know, the grandfathers and all 11 o'clock, buddy, you, they were calling for lunch. Right, yeah. right. And you pulled up under an oak tree and 30 minutes, you took a break and the kids, they want to do it right and they're like, when we're taking lunch because they all get out and play and... And, and it gives us a chance to eat a minute and talk, you know, a little bit about what strategize, you know, and, and get back after it. And, you know, 
I, I know how we dog hunt and a lot of others dog hunt is, is once you get back after it, I mean, it's steady pounding, you know, I mean, you, you, you're not going to have time to sit around and take a nap and, you know, yeah. and yeah. text someone on the phone. That's one of the, the, one of the reasons of many that I love dog hunting is because if I was sitting in a tree all the time, which I love still hunting, my kids would love it. And I just, lo- I love to hunt a big buck if I'm going to still hunt. If, if, if not, I'm going to have a kid beside me because that th- that's what I love. I love to watch them get excited and shoot a deer. I Truthfully, y'all, I could care less if I went and killed another one out of a tree. And I know that, and it's not, that's just me. I was oh, yeah, Lord yeah. made me that way. Yeah. But if I have a kid, I'll go sit in a tree all day, you know, to, to say a tree, a shoot, whatever. You know. Yeah. Right. Y'all know what I'm saying. But, yep. but I love it all. I mean, and that's one thing I want to make sure is everybody, I mean, I I'm for all hunting. I don't care if you hunt with a slingshot. I mean, I'm I'm for it all. I, I'm not. I can't stand when hunters are bashing dog hunters and vice versa yep. dog hunting because I'm like y'all, we're going down the wrong road. You know, we got enough competition out there mm-hmm. for sure. And go, us. going to FWC commission meetings like I do, you'll see them. Yeah, now there's one. Uh, is it this week or next week? This week. It's it's this upcoming week, Wednesday Wednesday and 14th, 15th, yeah, Wednesday and Thursday, yeah. So it'd be Thursday, Friday, or maybe no, it's Wednesday and Thursday, should be. It's the 15th and 16th, then, yeah. So, anyhow, kind of rounding out that, I know we kind of got off beat a little bit. So, I, um, I I think I got my first dog, I wasn't even able to drive, and I had my first pack of dogs. I'd have to get my dad had. Hit a full box of dolls, so it was like, you know, pulling teeth to get him to pull over and get my few, few hounds. Right. You know, that obviously weren't as good as theirs. So once you started driving, you were. Oh, it was it, on. It, I had, yeah. I had a good old wooden. I threw we threw two by fours together, nails, and that thing was probably five hundred pounds. You know, <laughs> see them kids driving around with a truck squatted now. Well, it was squatted because <laughs> had a box four dogs. I remember, I remember building dog boxes in shop class. Yeah, me and buddy mine growing up, his family was big dog hunters, and they still all around the area. And we got a couple puppies from them. We built dog boxes for our four wheelers. Oh yeah, yeah. And oh, we used yeah. our four wheelers on public land around here. We're uh, supposed to have them out there, but we did anyways. Outlaw. Well, I know several did that, but I wouldn't ever do anything like that. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know anything about those four wheeler trails over there around College Pond. <laughs> right. So, the I I got to go dog hunt with you. You got to go you, dog chasing. That yeah. That, do we that, really do we really want to bring that story up when no. the two bucks run by you and you were. Well, it's because you were nose or something. You he were was looking for the dogs. He was people. yelling at me, so I turned to look at him, and the, I think he did it on purpose. <laughs> but it, <laughs> and I had fun. It was a good time. And uh, but I, I always say the two things I learned were one, shut the door mm-hmm. when you get out of the truck because somebody slam gonna, it, just shut it. <laughs> somebody's going to come by and knock that thing off. And two is called dog hunting because you hunted your dogs all day. Yep. That's that's what and I. And taking lunch, I'm like, why are we stopping? We got dogs. We could hunt like all day. <laughs> but it was it was a good time. It was a totally was different era in dog hunting. We had a lot lot more land. Yeah, the fact know. and the fact um, that that you've got tracking collars that's now. That's number one. Kid. I mean, yeah. I remember back in the day, you'd you'd be eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. out there. 
Well, you train your dogs yeah. to a certain sound. So if it was your horn, and in the same way with collars now, but my dad always trained them like we would, uh, we'd hoop to our puppies, you know. And when I say hoop, you know, whoop, like that to our yeah. puppies. And they could be, I mean, literally, we'd go in there and feed them and we'd train them to listen to that sound. So if we were to lose them, at night, you could get when it's so calm, you can hear forever. Yeah. Just get up on a hill or get somewhere where they can hear you, and you start hooping. They're gonna come to you. They're gonna. They're go, and that's the different stuff as blowing your horn. Like the younger generation don't know that because we got GPSs and all. It's the same way. I mean, if we want them to stop now, we tone them, and we'll get into that. We don't shock them. We tone them. Yeah. And it beeps the collar just like a duck dog or anyone when they whistling. And them dogs, it breaks their attention. Once it breaks their attention, they start listening to where they need to go. And you just basically call them to you by sound. Yeah. Now, I still whoop my dogs when they're puppies. Um, or if I get if I get a dog from somebody. Most of my dogs come from puppies, status. And I, I, I grow them and, and uh, train them the way I want them. How many dogs you got now? Several. Because <laughs> <laughs> some of them are retired and they become... Yeah house dog you know i mean really right, right. like our protect well, our security systems but um what's a usual i mean what's a typical i run about seven to eight head like right. i run them but you gotta think it's like a football team I, yeah I you gotta me, take some out put some you in too you gotta right you gotta be bringing a couple up as puppies just like a football team you mm-hmm. know and you gotta have your main players but guess what you go run in alabama for for four days five days they need a break we just came from the geneva hunting buddy that's like a field trial and you know it's a deer hunt you know and 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 they run for two three hours straight at a time you know and when those dogs when you get home do they just crash for like two days yes i want to go get some of the dogs from tuscaloosa (laughs) (laughs) funny there (laughs) (laughs) they're they're sorry but but yeah, I mean, and um, you know, if, if y'all want to get into talking a little bit about the GPS now, we can. Or, yeah, I mean, I think the the GPS, the what the rules correct, are, the like, correction collars. Uh, you know, right. the big misconception is everybody calls it a shot collar. Yeah, it's, it's that's a, not true. It's yeah. not. It's a training collar. It's a a correction collar. Yeah. Um, you hear you hear a lot of misinformed. Yeah, like I say communication out there, and a lot of times people don't know what they're talking about if they did it. If and that anybody, even that 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 could even come from some of your old school dog hunters. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they yeah. they find out that they got to put a correction collar on their on their dogs. Well, I ain't shocking my dog. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. You know, mm-hmm. well you for a dog hunter, you really don't know much about what the hell you're talking about well, i've had some old school dog hunters and i'm gonna tell you they were they very close to me and the year they seen the ones running the gps and every corner we were around we we're not every corner but you know i'm getting that yeah. we were shooting a buck yeah. guess what <laughs> yeah it didn't take them long to wise up that right. this was the name so of the game it, and they it, it did add to some success for Running dogs, I absolutely. Mean. Well, you, your dog, like me and you went. When me and Jamie went dog hunting, it was back when you know we were running a lot of. And I'm not going to say everybody knows what I'm talking about, especially if 
if they've been any type of we were running the fox dog quality of a deer dog because i mean right. they were just wide open and but you did chase start anything. cutting you you remember me yep. and you they'd start cutting around you when they they didn't want to be caught they wanted to just run run you know right and me and jamie spent so i was so aggravated i remember that i mean and and i think you know at that time we were looking for dogs and they were over there running you know maybe running a buck and we were <laughs> right. you know trying to catch the dogs but you had to catch them you can't just yeah. let them go forever and so uh, they having those that gps yeah it so cuts that time absolutely down. so if you know like i said every dog has a collar now and that was for the state you know florida and i'm i'm sure you'll you'll start seeing more states follow suit for that but let's just say because we're in florida now the state went to it i will say that blackwater was a very very big contributor area we worked that hard because there was some issues up there and then we had some um i don't know how to really say it but we had some hunters yeah i wouldn't really call them anti-hunters other than big liars and they they uh, tend to stretch the truth a lot, and just to get a report written. Yeah. So anyhow, we had to do. I mean, we had to do something, and 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 whenever this was when GPS was Garmin was just fine tuning. They were just getting on. You know, they you know, I caught a very very little fish in a big big pond. But if you think about it, every state in the United States has dog hunting of some kind people don't realize that it could be yeah. rabbit hunting birds cat rabbit, hunting we, bear hunting bird mm-hmm. hunting i mean people like going out with their dogs so that means i mean that's what really gps's were designed for were more of your tree and dog or your bird dogs or whatever but once it started catching on it's like wildfire and then once we start we really you really start understanding how smart your hounds were i mean you you know they do listen to you i mean you just but you got to break that concentration because just like us if we're zoned out trying to you know concentrate on something or we're doing something and something gets our attention and we look the other way like oh you know i was zoned out or somebody was talking to you and you weren't listening to (laughs) like like watching the football game and your wife's talking to you you're like what yeah yeah Yeah. or brad brad's on his phone at yeah. work because he he answers more emails on his phone than he does his, oh yeah so he'll text you'll, an email you'll be talking to him and he'll you, you can just be like that hey the office is on fire man and he's just over there tap 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 <laughs> tap 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 he he yeah to, zones out you have to shock him yeah <laughs> but uh but so you if you tone it you know you break the concentration what it does what it's done is is one is it lets us hunt smaller tracts of land more efficiently so um now i mean as as used to it was you know you they gotta have fifty thousand acres they'll never be able to keep all their dogs well now we can go to you know just like lonnie and and alabama dog hunters association which we'll do a joint venture with them soon um that they don't you know i was with them and and they do such a great job at they keep all the dogs on one area i'm talking 150 headed dogs and they keep them on the management area and it's it what's just the fifth year i don't know i mean we they've yeah. been doing it fit five six years now You're talking and, about that geneva hunt problem. yeah yeah very good hunt if anybody ever um you know just wants to experience uh just hearing them and and you know getting to go and you could kill a, a yeah. very good deer but uh it's it's you gotta you got put me in forward back up about about dog hunting Huh? I said it got me yeah. fired back yeah. up about dog well, hunting. Yeah. And you can 
put in for that hunt and not have to have dogs your own. Correct? You don't. No. Yeah, yeah, no. Yep. So it, it's a good opportunity for someone who might be interested or at least want to see what it's all about to come do that hunt. Mm-hmm. And they have a youth hunt now, which yep. I hear that um, that it's most likely going to happen again next year. I'm sure it will. That you have to, you know, you put in a quota uh, or you go on, you know, um, online. They'll have a quota system and you apply online and they, they draw and all that. And then what what they do is is um, Lonnie has a crew. I say Lonnie. Let's just say Alabama Dog Hunter Association because, uh, you know, um, Lonnie's a big tributor to it. But Alabama Dog Hunter Association, they have a, you know, organize the hunt to where they'll they'll have you lined out they'll have this they've done a great job at, at putting signs up on you know, stands. numbers stands and the dog men and i can say we put standards out in the morning and the evening and then you know for i think it's three hours or whatnot and and you just you take a there lunch and get and, ready yeah and with that kind of hunting safety is a, a big very big. concern safety is big you never see another hunter when yeah. when they put you on a stand, the chances of of anything, I mean, yeah. and they like even the houndsmen, they they don't come in yeah. once the dogs. So they've got their perimeter. perimeter. Yeah. Right. They don't come in. You may be on interior roads. They don't come in. If you shoot, then some of the guys from the, the uh, and you're you're in radio communication with. No. Somebody or no? No. No. So, uh, what is his name? Griff Johnson. Griff. Yeah. Griff is the uh, biologist. And so his guys, if you shoot, then they know, they know the, the area good enough. They'll come in and, you know, was that the, you that shot? And then, you know, go in and help you right. get your deer. But if you, I mean, you've got uh, an area and that's what you stick to. Right. So that way nobody's getting... In, in the line of fire of somebody else. Right. It's, it's yeah. all planned out for everybody's safety. Yeah, and it's crazy. I mean, because you could have five races going on. So you could hear dogs, you know, coming from one direction. And then, wait, shit, here comes some more from another direction, you know. Yeah. So you're you're ready. I mean, it's there's never a, a dull moment. Let's, uh, real quick, I'm glad you hit on safety because – you're exactly right. And it's something that we all as all hunters, but definitely dog hunters need to take serious. Cause that could be a contributor. If something was to ever happen, you know, to really, to really get and it. And it yep. goes to any hunting, you know, falling yeah. out of a tree stand or, or whatever. We got to understand that, you know, there's things that we do that it's just bred in or taught to us as we've grown up and, and some of the stuff we need to address. Cause there's a lot of people don't understand when they drive by and there's two people on a dog box. They're like, what are right, they doing? Right. Dog or people that's, standing in the road or, yeah. or, or and then we need to just talk about that because that's a good educational piece because when you're on your dog box, just like you in a stand and, mm-hmm. and even Justin Johnson, you know, for Eglin, he, he big believer that, you know, cause we went through times where in certain areas of, you know, not, you know just down here but everywhere and people can't believe it oh my god they're standing on the dog well you're shooting down so it makes it a lot more safer when your bullet's going down in the ground um lining the road you know getting on the same side as the dog's on when you're lining down the road i'll you know i'll tell you know whoever's with it hey make sure you step off out of the road you know 
so you know where everybody is lined up around there um and it's a big thing for the dog hunters too is when they're hunting in a group or whatever someone's always got to be hey get get the other side if they park on the wrong side of the road perfect example uh it 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 burns me up i understand sometimes like especially in alabama when you're hunting you can go and get out of the road certain places especially this past weekend you know but uh get on the same side of the road as the dogs that you're hunting and it just you know it'll burn me up especially is is why in the world did you park cross the road now you've totally (laughs) totally now that (laughs) that doesn't come into effect on your like the geneva hunt yeah, yeah, yeah this is, this right. is, yeah, yeah, this is a club, you know, and, and I'll, you know, when all the dog hunters are, are surrounding a section, right? You know, yeah, constant That's, contact being on, you know, these are just some of the things that, you know, if someone's, yeah, we need to make sure we do a better job at, but it's because if something was to happen, y'all, I mean, it, it you know, <laughs> So I mean, that's, that's a quick bad, way to shut know? things down. Yeah, and and they're always. I mean, the truth is that and stalk hunting, dog hunting, whatever. They're always looking for a reason to decrease the amount of time that you get you got in the woods. Yeah, and which I don't understand that now. And something that I'm just going shot in the dark here. But one of the big things that I'm lobbying for, and and you know, I don't know if y'all know, we do have a lobbyist in Tallahassee, and and so does uh. Alabama Dog Hunters Association, so so does Florida Dog Hunters, so, you know, Lane Stevens, and he's a huge advocate for all hunters. I mean, he's great. But my big thing is now is to lobby for is we've got APRs, we've got bag limits. Why do we only have a certain amount of time in the woods? We, we're managing the game from – a management perspective it's not like hey let's go all go kill all we got to kill a certain horned deer why don't we get more time in the woods now so it's like we've all and i'm not saying it because i'm gonna tell you we got a great relationship with fwc and and they are very 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 good jackson guard alabama hey. same way alabama with the alabama dog hunter association but you know back in the day you could kill a five two, inch spike and two two of them yeah i mean every it, day from the day that right. the season opened till the day it closed. So you talking about where we have those down times in between gun seasons or from archery to, to yeah, muzzle, and like and they're I shut down for. And I think it's you know I I do think it's great you know that the deer they do get a little lax of pressure you know, yeah. um, and and not to speak for and and I'm sure you know when Lonnie comes on we can talk about it but like Alabama you know, um, you know we're under certain regs now you know why can't we and you're, go you're further you know and hunt more time you're being more dog hunting specific where you have a very short season compared to archery hunting up, gun hunting yeah up there still hunting right in well, Florida. and when they close the season too up in alabama because that is yeah you close before prime time so to say yeah well and the yeah. way they do it because like it'll go out on a friday yeah, and I don't want to talk too much without Lonnie. I'd really, I'd really like okay. to wait till he got here to, for us to discuss because that's something that he needs to talk about, not me. You know, okay. as much. I mean, yeah, obviously, I hunt there and I love it in there, but that's his neck of the woods. As far as down here, I mean, I think it's something that you know we look at. You know, far as on, you know, why don't we get to hunt a few more days? You know, here yeah. and there. I mean, what well, a touch on it. You know. You're only allowed five deer, two mm-hmm. does and three bucks. 
or five bucks. You should be able to shoot a doe any time through the year if you want to, if you're only allowed two. Why limit it to just archery season? I think in my mind, the way I look at it is it takes a risk of people just shooting at does and injuring them and losing them because they can't shoot them during gun season. Rather, it's with a muzzleloader rifle or even running dogs. Think of how many deer are lost during during archery. A lot. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And if you open it up through gun season, I mean, I'm pretty sure that number would go down. You at least have a doe week or something to give somebody with a rifle an opportunity. Well, they do for a lot around here, but like it's, it's during their youth weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. So and they and the state has a what a seven day doe day. And well, they've yeah, got the state, on on four, private property. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, they they week, got doe, four weekends, doe permits, four yeah, weekends out of the year. Yeah, I think it's yeah. So man, opening weekend. Well, uh, two weekends in December and one in January. It depends on what side of the interstate you're on. Yeah, and on in on Blackwater, you can get a doe permit. If you're awarded. If you get, yeah, you have to put in for it and apply for it. Yeah, it's only a certain area. Yeah. 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 It still counts towards your two does, though. Yeah. But but if you're going to be limited, they might as well make it reach you to meantime be more. But see, now that they've changed (laughs) it to the five deer, no. But now that they've changed it to that, and it used to be, you know, two bucks a day for every single day of the season, I feel like they were like, well, hey, you know, since since the bag limit is so big, let's cut down on the number of days in the season to to kind of you know make it to where not so many deer are killed. Yeah. You know, so now now that they've taken the number of deer down, let's give us back the days. You know, make it may you know maybe not have just, a couple pauses, but not not so drastic as it is now. Not yet. Can I you, don't think we're ready for. They're it. still killing less deer a year than what they used to. So because in Alabama, people, running dogs, can you? You can shoot a doe. Yes, running dogs in Alabama. Yeah, yeah we have our own <coughs> doe rules on it. And yeah. and well, contra, contrary to belief, but you know, all, not all dog hunters are like killing does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, you know, it's funny because you know when it depends you said, on what group you're. That's with right. Now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and um, you know, we really. That's all I've ever killed. I mean, you you shot a doe with our buns, but you're trouble. Yeah, and. Um, I think it's funny because there, you know, there's so many people who are like, "Oh yeah, you you know, you kill a doe," whatever. and I'm sitting there thinking, "Man, all the hunting parties I grew up around, you shot a doe, you that was <laughs> yeah, you better your not tell anybody. Was gonna get your butt, you know." But uh, it, and that's the way we grew up. Well, let me tell you a little story. We went to Alabama and we we have a lease in Alabama. Well, we shot her. We shot because there wasn't no deer there. I mean, does there? Well, I mean, they had. They had. Yeah. They had really there were, worked on them to start off. Yeah, and we uh, we came together as a group and and uh, we said we're gonna stop shooting does two years. Well, none of us killed does anyway, so we you know we we were old school. I guess you say come public land dog hunt. You didn't kill no does, and we're like, all right. Well, guess what? We started seeing a few deer on the plot. Well. In Alabama, I know you start seeing a few deer on a plot, they're starting to get away from you because we now we have to demand people kill two does. We have to kill two does this year. So what did, how long did it take for those things, those deer to I always say I always say in five years it, it, it five it, years you could see a difference, but at ten years ten years too many. Uh, they y'all have seen it there. Put a mm-hmm. thousand pounds of corn out, and it was gone within 
what i mean we scattered out for the youth hunts and all that and it was gone within two days yeah yeah and they and we got cameras on them plots and we all night long people had cameras was getting pictures and they just sat there and but <laughs> those i mean they just ate every kernel you know? yeah but the kids loved it they all got to kill and you know that was what we made for and that was a you know southeastern event well seasons of hope, seasons South, of hope. Yeah, yeah so they had a good time guess i need to come up there and Swack one with my boat. You always say you're going to come up there. I don't ever actually get the invite. I just get the... After, after it's over, he's yeah. like, well, you should have come up. You should have come up here. <laughs> or you ought to come run dogs with us over at Burnhouse, but never got the invite. <laughs> yeah, my uncle, he used to run dogs up in Alabama, and he was the same way. He wouldn't shoot a dog. Yeah. Uh, he's passed away now, Mo Davis, and... One day they just kept begging him, begging him, man, you need to shoot a doe. You need to shoot a doe. Well, he ended up shooting five of them in a pile. <laughs> <laughs> he walked out to her. He goes, y'all can go down and get them because I ain't touching them. I told y'all I didn't want to shoot no does. <laughs> uh, His whole thing was you could kill a doe with a stick and a cigar. <laughs> Point the stick at him, yell bang, and blow the smoke. <laughs> do uh, on, on, your, on your land, do you have hogs up there? On the uh, on your lease, burn house, burn or? house. Uh, certain areas, but they don't stay long. No, so, and, and that's a good, hey, that's a really good conversation. Brad and I've talked about yeah. this. Yeah, it, it, they don't stay long because we put pressure on the land. Yeah. And, so, and that and that's just not on the lease. So, you go to the places that they run dogs on public. Now, you can go during archery season and go in there, and you'll find all kinds of. Hogs, hog sign, but I guarantee you, you go there now, not near as much hog sign that was there in October. So those dogs will push those. those yeah, hogs pressure out of there. will. Yeah. yeah, and so what you'll find is, and me and Doug's talked about it, and I've actually talked to FWC and said, you know, I'm telling you, I'm noticing this in areas that we run coats and fox and hogs or whatever that the the predators are they push out of that they can't stand it a deer mm-hmm. and and i know you all can agree with me on this because we've talked about it doug but a deer's coming back home yep and yeah. it's probably the only deer that you could put as much pressure as you want to on them and people say oh you're gonna run all the deer off that's not gonna happen a buck is coming back to where he is at home at and yep. if he had to move to create a new home that's gonna be his home but Y'all have seen it. I mean, y'all know it. You can run a buck off, and within two to three days, if that, generally he's back where he's the next know, where he's comfortable. He, but a hog, a bear, and I ain't gonna. I'm not a by any means. I'm not a professional in any of these. But a hog, a bear, a coat, a fox. When you start putting pressure on them, they ain't dealing with it. They, they they're like, well, I'll go over here and and stay for a while. Then you start. Then when you relieve the pressure from it, they feel right back in there. So yeah. what? So what I'm, what I've seen is is a better yearling recruit, um, you know, grow off. I mean, of when they drop, you have a lot better percentage survival rate of yearlings without the predators yeah. and the yeah, and even hogs will yeah they'll and, go after them. Those fawns. One of my buddies uh, told me he was um, he's 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 
cat hunter, coyote hunter. I mean, and and the best in the area by far. Everybody knows him as far as that fox hunts or, and he's true predator hunter. I mean, and he was telling me him and his dad was out late one summer and they were tracking the roads and what they do is they'll track roads for a coyote or a cat bobcat and uh, you know bobcats per the fwc biologist is the most fierce animal on our game yep, yep. all game you know from quail to oh yeah they kill everything to, yeah they're they're awful you know but they're cute <laughs> from afar <laughs> they're pretty but uh but he uh, seen a little it's almost like somebody some, they just drug a stick down the road and they they were they're were like what in the world's going on thought that maybe something gotten in a steel trap or something you know so they were walking down the road following it and it pulled it over the bank where a grader had pushed the sand up and it just made perfect slot in there and what they what it was is a coat was pulling that fawn down the road and his hoof was dragging in the road no shit and right where it pulled it up it it folded the dirt back and he pulled it up there so anyone thinks coyotes don't have take a havoc on your yearling population oh yeah oh yeah, yeah for sure. you know and i've seen some areas that you're pressured i mean they're they're pressured coyotes fox i mean they're run they're run all the time but they have bucks there every year they have deer there every year and you're like how and i start really thinking about that a lot i, I really just racked my brain because you hear these biologists say well well i don't want you to run the deer when they're pregnant and i'm thinking you know that don't make sense because why are we got these areas that are run you know coats and fox are being ran you know they're scaring away or whatever you know from that what's it you know they're they're these areas are loaded down with deer and it's what it is, is you're getting a better percentage of survival rates from the yearlings. So they're being able to grow up and you got deer every year. And well, in, in some of the public land around here, there's hogs are just getting crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. Shane killed what, two in one, two over the weekend, opening weekend. We shot six in October. Yeah. But, well, between opening of bow season and the and thanksgiving yeah we killed six within what the shit uh, a mile yeah but they're starting to let let people come in in the springtime with dogs and mm-hmm. but those are hog dogs i know it's a different and it's different. so few there's there's just there's not a bunch of people that do it and what i've told folks to think about and i know there's some over around i think century molino is if you know you know there's so many um dog hunters that love to run coats and yeah. foxes and and you know more coyotes i mean because they're just so many more coyotes and they you know, obviously they smell their a fox is tricky i mean he you know it's harder for a dog to run a fox i mean because they're that's they're foxy i mean you know they're yeah, foxy, it's you know? like a fox and um but they get in there and if you'll get in there and and some of these hunting clubs if you know i i would i just say you might want to just planting that seed to think about it if you can find some good pack or you know hunters that have tone broke hounds and and uh and care about what they do bring them in there i'm telling you you let them run during the summer on up in 
you're liable to see a big difference because them hogs ain't going to stay there for long. I mean, well, if you look at the deer densities that we've got right now, based on compared to what they were in the the late '80s and early '90s, they're way down. And I didn't. I mean, I just thought about this, but I remember in the late '80s and the '90s, we used to go out during the summer and run run coyotes and and foxes and you basically went out and built you a damn fire in the road mm-hmm. and you sat around and listened to the dogs run and just let the dogs run it wasn't like running deer where you were constantly running trying to yeah. or yeah you, you were trying to you know head the dogs off you just let them run and so that i mean that does make sense that back when we were allowed to run coyotes and foxes at night and you could run there was no you had to be out of that management area at a certain time you do it it makes sense now yeah well see then and to touch on your hog hunting you know half of my family that's what they do that's all they Mm -hmm. do they run hogs and where they been running dogs for years chasing hogs the hogs are getting thin you know they're chasing them out but you go to where we hunt in stalking areas Mm. where there is no dogs they're getting thick Yep. And quick. And, and, you know, and again, I'm not talking for the, the actual hog hunters, you know, hog dogs. Um, right. They do a great job at, you know, catching them and killing them. This is more, and, and, and truthfully, it's, it's not, it's <laughs> helping your problem, but it's going to hurt your problem across yeah. the road kind of thing. You know, it's right, one of them yeah. y'all both yeah. get together and, and get people to come in. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, hey, you just feel, but if you got a good couple, really good people you know you trust with some trained dolls and all and they get in there and they start and they start running it that pressure and yeah it's not going to solve your neighbor's problem unless they're on board with you but it's going to push them hogs out of there or you know any coyote but a lot of those those neighbors depending on what wildlife management area you're hunting that's okay because you don't have access to hunt it anyways. Mm-hmm. Well, see, so, a lot of these dog hunters, they're not killing every single hog they come in contact with or that they catch. You know, they catch them, they may turn it loose. They don't kill everyone that they catch. They have well, certain hogs they want to catch and kill. Shame that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> they want the big bar hogs. Yeah. Well, so I know like in the, in the, in the past and we still do we give you guys a hard time i mean i'm a i'm a bow hunter oh we get we, so we goes uh, back but, and forth. yeah for sure but and and i know that's still out there and we do it in jest i mean we're we're just goofing around with each other we're all mm. friends but do you find that society as a whole or the hunting public as a whole are coming more towards your side and and accepting guys running dogs or is it still like oh and you know no, I you think I think it. it's definitely it. Well, I know for a fact it's gotten so much better. Yeah, especially from you know early two thousands when things were changing so much. Uh, the equipment that we're using, um, the kids. I mean, we've got so many people that are coming. Hey, we're just gonna. I mean, they hadn't hunted in fifteen twenty years, but their grandkids or their kids or they're like, hey, you know, we just want to do right. something different. Um, December law again. We were just talking about when when. The bucks are laying, they ain't even getting up to use the bathroom. So they, you know, definitely it's even hard, you know, it's hard for us to jump them. 
hard for y'all to go sit in a stand and twiddle your thumbs because yeah. you know what is it, doe and yearling you see a doe mm-hmm. and yearling i mean that seems like you know but it's without a doubt the the equipment has changed the game and well, you're going to see more land fwc you're going to see more land you already are seeing it they opened up you know more land down um that they had the state had bought down around uh south of Appalachia or somewhere you know yeah more, more and all that more east um but you're going to see more land as it goes as long as you know we can keep expanding on the hunters or doing the you know they're doing what they're doing I'm well i think you, doing what what you do with the southeastern dog hunters and the alabama dog hunters and i mean you guys are are working at giving yourselves a better image mm-hmm. like it, you, you're losing that whole bunch of redneck dudes well, and, yeah. and you're you're improving the image you know you're professional guys who spend a lot of money on your dogs and and you do what you do because you love it and you're you're bringing the youth up and you're allowing them to get into hunting and, and really experience a lot of stuff the right way. Yeah, and, huh. and since COVID, sorry, Doug, but, yeah, we're actually working towards creating our own um, our own lobbying youth group. So we would take them to Tallahassee, Lane Stevens. They call it grassroots, grassroots lobbying, and we'll take them to, to Lane, up take them to Tallahassee, and Lane will take them in and to sessions and, and let them get involved and talk to you know talk just gen- hunting in general but it's we're looking at it more of an educational for the kids for something they love they're passionate mm-hmm. about you know i mean these kids love it and yeah i think a lot of it has to do also with and i'm not being mean but i think a lot of your your old timers are just old timers they're not they're not involved you know people are set in their ways and so you've got a, a younger generation that's coming up into it that, you know, maybe they were 10, 12, 15 years old back in the 90s, you know, and so they they were brought up with this way of t- t- hunting with dogs. Mm-hmm. And so now they're passing that along, so it, it's it's become more of a natural thing for you. That's just part of it, right. where a lot of your old Old school, you know, houndsmen, they were all about, you know, you just you just tear up your truck so you can get ahead of the dogs. That's all that mattered, you know. Well, it was, a, it was an adrenaline rush. And yeah. Back then it was, you could do it. I mean, you know, back then it was a totally different era. And what I see now is your grandfathers and your fathers are sitting back and they're actually really proud because they're seeing the kids step up. And they're like, we, we rode on their co- coattails for so long there was a little bit of a lag between like the Northwest Florida Dog Hunter Association that did very well, but and now CETA and some of the others, there was a lag in this area of a lull, shall you say, of representation. And so, you know, we have to bring it into a new era. Yeah. But they're very happy in seeing it. I mean, they, they know that we had to make changes from when the way they did it to... Yeah, the there's we're doing it now. with with technology and everything else. Right. You're you're, it it's still the same. It's it, it's still dog hunting, but you guys are doing it your way, you know, which is seems to be like I said, more professional. It's you have a better image for sure. Well, Brett and I were talking about this last week, I think it was, and you know, back when I I used to dog hunt, 
you didn't, you bought a, an old beat up truck because mm-hmm. you were going to beat it up even more. Because the only way to, to keep the dogs from crossing the road was to get in front of them. So you'd bounce off of pine trees and, mm-hmm. and everything else trying to get ahead of them. And now you go out there and, you know, there's lifted F-250s, you know, oh, 50, yeah. 60, yeah. $70,000 trucks out there because you don't have to, you don't have to You don't have to beat the shit out right. of your truck. Yeah. yeah. Perfect example. I mean, I turned my dogs loose and it was, it was, uh. You know, we were right on the line, boundary line, shall you say, let's just call it a boundary line. And, uh, you know, everybody was on their stands. Well, I turned, what, seven head dogs loose. And, I mean, they were just boiling. You know, they were rolling. And, and you know, everybody on the boundary line, they're, like, getting nervous because they're like, how are we going to stop all these dogs? And I'm like, don't leave your stand. Stay on your stand. I'll handle the dogs. You just stay on your stand. Don't get in your trucks to leave. To go try to catch the dogs like we used to have. Stay yep. on your stand. Those seven head, they ran a doe back out of there, went south, and in the next section over, I started toning them, tooting horn, and I started breaking them down. When you break them down, it, they'll go from just rolling, like I say. I mean, yeah. just everyone on barking, and one will stop barking, then you just hear it, and it'll just start. And then all of a sudden, it'll just be go quiet. And the last one's like, where'd everybody go? Yeah, they're like, hey, but. <laughs> But uh, you know, I remembered my cousin, and they were they they hadn't hunted in fifteen twenty years, and it blew absolutely blew their mind that we could do that. And come to think, you're probably killing more deer because back in the day, you always had somebody that was trying to head the head the dog yeah. off, and in turn, you were turning the deer. You know, the dog, the deer, would they'd hear the truck, so they'd turn and go the other way. So that deer would run in the middle of that section for hours until somebody went off in there yeah. and killed it. And it's just, I mean, it works so great. And to all the, you know, private landowners, anywhere you're at, Florida, Alabama, or whatever, you know, there's so many opportunities, especially for youth hunts and all. And, you know, if you ever obtain on having one you know think about it very seriously that you know if you got enough property of bringing you know having some kind of hunt because getting the kids involved and getting them off these you know gaming all night or whatnot yeah and i'm telling you i've i'm you know living truth of mentoring a, a young man that really he'll tell you he didn't he didn't have nothing to look forward to and uh now he's found a passion yeah we loaded him. he wanted to go run dogs with us one day it was in the summer you know yeah go run run coyotes and we uh we went out there and he he took love to one of our dogs old trump <laughs> his name fits him too yeah and uh and from then and he came up to our club and uh he, he i think it was we we shot skeet and we had a rabbit hunt with with beagles and, and he was what fourteen fifteen year old twelve then yeah and now if my hunt if my truck cranks he's he's coming you know I have yeah. to tell him hey we're gonna take a break this weekend you know or you know whatever you but can give him a shout out he might like to hear his name on a podcast Jace Paul Green yeah <laughs> and my daughters Kenzie Wilnecker and yeah. 
Aubrey Wilnecker has helped so much that, and they're they're there's some deer hunter. slayers too. Oh they? god, they if you see us coming down the road, a lot of people are just shaking their heads because when I start dropping everybody off, you know, there's something's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> but Aubrey killed a big eight last year, first one running dogs last year, and then she's killed several eights and standing. Kenzie's killed killed a big eight last year six and i mean they just they love it and everything about camp they love no, yeah. hunting camp didn't he killed a big buck this year didn't yep. he, he yep. killed his first one he jace was getting um i call it deer fever because it didn't matter if it was a buck or a doe he just and wanted to kill something he was getting a little excited they were coming out and he missed a couple and i told him i was like I, there's nothing really i can do for you on this one buddy i was like you gonna have to breathe or figure out something to stare at to keep you intact well big eight point walked out on him this year and he knocked him down right in the plot i mean and scared me to death he called me hollering they said they could hear him <laughs> that's awesome across the club he's like and and he was hollering i knocked him down i knocked him down you know and and uh I said, unload your gun now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, but now he, he, uh, yep. And they took it to the processor and, and all, I just didn't have time to clean it that evening, but yeah. I, I give a shout out here, here deer up in, uh, Florella. I don't know. Can we do this? But yeah, man, they're great. Miss Wendy up there. You can like, you can kill a deer and take it to them um and they'll clean it for you and everything so if you kill yeah. it like this was a sunday evening and i was you know they were um they were up there at the club with with teresa and, and heather and all them and they were all still hunting i was at the dog club dog hunting and by the time i could get over there it was late and i just told them but here deer in florella drop off your deer they'll clean it they will uh you know process it whatever you want it they'll cut the back straps out and, and wrap them for you just so because you know just mm-hmm. to keep them in the freezer but um great people golly they're and they're they help donate like night he'll the gentleman he'll build knives for events and all that stuff so. yeah they also just, have uh beetles yep so uh, to do european to mount. do european yeah. Mounts, yeah yeah no that's kind of our our thing you know southern public is mm-hmm. you know we're kind of here to give our perspective and and especially being in this area there's so many transient people moving down that mm. that like to hunt that uh have no idea how to hunt these woods yep. you know so we're any any tips and anything we can do to help somebody new to hunting well another thing if sure. they if you or if y'all have contact information or if they you know if they they do want to experience or their kid wants to experience you know we can help them get on a hunt um, yeah so where can they find cedar well you can you it's facebook i mean yeah go on that um i'd rather them contact you know one of y'all yeah direct and uh and we could try to work together to find them hunt because the reason be to say that is because you know we may have a hunt we just had one you know and um and we'll have another one coming up but there may be 10 others we can find them right on but and it may be a still hunt you know not it, it it's not always running dogs you know and stuff like that but just to get them in the woods and yeah. let them have fun. Yeah, so if anybody out there has a kid that wants to get involved in hunting and an opportunity to get around a bunch of good people. Yeah, just um, reach out to us. Yeah, you can message yeah. us, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. And and to go back to, to what you were saying about the, you know, 
the old timers and, and we've, we've really entered in a new era. And they, they, I think a lot of the old timers are really proud to see that we're taking it on. You know, we got the ball now, you know, not letting it die. Right. I, I think they were scared that I've heard in the nineties. That was, that was the thing. I mean, well, everybody assumed that, you know, well, dog hunting's fixing to be right. given another five years. You won't be running dogs anywhere. Yeah. And, sure. and when, and just to say this very humbly, but, you know, that's why we won't get into the weeds or respond to negative, un, shall you say, ethical um, conversation comments. Yeah. comments because yeah. well, and I was going to say that a lot of a lot of the dog hunting downfall came from dog hunters, came mm-hmm. from within themselves. Yep. I mean, uh, some of the wildlife management areas had some like some areas that they were working around and that they were doing construction. So they had kind of put a a border around, you know, and put up, you know, some cables or whatnot. And, you know, there was certain people that took offense to it because they were able to drive down that road their whole life. And, and now they couldn't not, not that they were taking those woods away. They were doing it for the safety of the people doing the construction. And of course, you had those people that were going around the cables, tearing the cables down. So they ended up just clo- closing the whole block. It's just like no. any other group, though. You're always going to have your select few bad apples. Oh yeah. You know, because I've watched you know dog hunters drop dogs off in a stalking area, just run them. You have your few bad apples. I've watched you know stalk hunters go into dog areas when they ain't supposed to. It's mm-hmm. you know every yeah. group has their bad apples. Well, that seems to be going away with the technology and and guys not wanting to you know. Conform to the new rule. I call them ten percent, ten percenters, and it's ten yeah. percent of, of of the human population. Yeah. I mean, you know, and we can talk about that all night long. But I mean, you if know, they're not killing does, they're looting stores. So. <laughs> but and and that's that's one of the things we don't get into the weeds with these uh, negative posts and people trying to bring. Yeah, bring dog hunting down, and that's and, all they're and, doing. Yeah, and, and it's it's just it's, it's just ridiculous. a bad reflection yeah. of, on themselves, yeah. and they're idiots to even begin to think that none of these Facebook pages get monitored. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just you know, and to and for some of them to to say the shit that they say, that you're just an embarrassment to to just hunting. Period. Regardless, uh, whether you run dogs or you you climb in a tree with a bow, you're just an embarrassment, you know. Yeah. So, does running dogs is it pretty much a southeastern United States thing? Do they do it any place else? Do, deer dogs? Yes, deer dogs. It is. Yeah. So uh, you're like you're Virginia, pretty much Virginia, Carolinas. Uh, Carolinas. Um, now this is deer dog. Right now, right. Um, you know, Alabama, Mississippi, um, Georgia. Georgia and here and, and you know we we talked about this earlier but a lot of people don't understand how much dog hunting land is in Florida and right I mean a lot of dog hunting land they, a lot of you know oh dog hunting this dog hunting we've got a lot of land yeah we'd love to have a lot more right back but we still have a lot of land that we dog hunt and I hope we continue to get more land especially land that people don't want to steal we talked about it that earlier you know flatlands and stuff like that why not i mean why have a still hunting land that 
nobody still hunts. Let yeah. somebody go in there and hunt it. So it might be, you know, perfect example. And I know some still hunters hunt it, but let's just, you know, Yellow River Swamp. I mean, you got to be a special. And I know a couple of people that go in there and hunt it, but they would love, <laughs> they would love to hear, you know, especially this time of year, someone would go in there and, and drop a pot and they'd be on a stand there because you're liable to kill a woolly booger. Well, you know? see, and that would oh, be there's the... there's some good deer in Yellow Yeah. And, and, the, and like you said, this time of the year, that would be the time for them to, you know, on these, these state WMAs to allow those areas to be... Re- it, yeah. Well, you don't have to run dogs there from from Thanksgiving through February. Maybe you just open it up and let them run dogs in there, you know, for that second phase of gun season. But if y'all, know? I mean, like you guys hunt, you know it. I mean, what's for y'all not to have a crew and the boats and like, I mean. Well, see, like, he knows the north end of it more. I know the south end of it. You know, that south would be of 90. Fun. That'd be yeah. real fun. And I mean, that place is thick. Yeah. I mean, so it'd be perfect. To, well, right now it's dry. Well, that too. But well, that's the time you want to hunt it. Yeah. <laughs> Usually but, it gets wet down there quick. Yeah. But you get some of them boys, you know, or boys and girls, I mean, that know how to hunt them rivers. Like y'all put together 10 boats and some, maybe a couple on the hill or whatever. But I mean, you lo- you liable to kill some of the Wooly biggest burger. bucks in this state of Florida. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. But you won't ever see them unless, I mean, during a rut, I mean, y'all hunting in there, y'all getting off hunting, but it takes a special human being to hunt a river swamp. I mean, especially the bears are there. Especially uh, if you've never been there in the dark. I don't like oh. bears. I don't like bears at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> it gets a different darkness when you're in the river swamp. Yes. And it gets woolly. Yeah. Like old Charlie, was it Charlie Daniels? So. And one thing about <laughs> yeah, the river is I've watched it come up so fast. You walk in one morning and it be barely touching your ankles. Coming back out, it's going to be kneecap deep. Yeah. So did you uh did you touch on the correction collars? I mean, did you go through as much as you wanted to? Yeah, I just I mean, you know, Louis Roberson said back in the day when he was our regional director that he I mean, he summed it up in a nutshell. He looked at me and said, "I think we just found the silver bullet that will keep the, this tradition going." Cuz yeah. he said, you know, state of I tell this to FWC commissioners. I tell FWC staff, and they believe, and they, and I think they, they get it. I mean, they, they, they agree with it. Florida's such a, it's a playground of hunters. You know, I mean, you, you can come here and hunt so many different animals. You know, from mm-hmm. turkeys to gators to, to whatever. I mean, squirrels to Can't rabbits. Hunt bears to, though. Yeah, well, we, we that'd be another. Well, it's funny because you know people outside the sport have don't have a clue. You know, they're like you hunt in you hunt deer in Florida. Like Florida's mm-hmm. got deer because yeah. all they're thinking is beaches and mm. and Disney. And Disney, land. yeah. yeah. So, well, but there's a whole lot more of us in the center of this state than there is people living on the beach. Yes, yes. But uh, even though I live on the beach too. <laughs> but correction collars. I mean, you know, pretty much everybody's got them now. It's just more or less um, educating the community. Um, hopefully, y'all watch that video that that you know Lonnie. Yeah, had, I'll, I'll post that on uh, then on our Facebook page. Yeah, and uh, I mean, if you 
haven't seen them in full action, you need to go watch them, you know, and, and it'll make a believer out of you pretty quick, you know. And then you'll definitely call out the ones that aren't doing it. <laughs> it you'll definitely call them out because, I mean, when they're not using them correctly, then you'll you'll be like – yeah, or, just you know. Yeah, and it and it it does take some training. Well, I imagine it takes an investment too. I mean, absolutely, yeah. But it's a the, good invest. Like we were just talking about it earlier. You're going the old days. You would have burned the tank of gas, tank of gas, or you'd been right. at work on Monday morning, and you got a call because your dog was, you know, across the county at somebody's house, and they was in their backyard. You know, you know what I mean. And yeah. that's just a bad. You know, you don't want your dog to be left out anyways. Well, you know, also, back in the day, people, Jimmy down the street, his beagle just had puppies. Hmm. Let's go get them. We're going to turn them into deer dogs. People are spending more money on better dogs now, on that bloodline. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. it What's it cost to rig out a dog with a collar? Well, the unit, I mean, shoot, I'd say the a unit and a couple collars, 1500 bucks. Yeah, but you can use, like, one handheld unit can track how many collars well you can track well you got the 200 now that's coming out like i said they're getting more advanced so you can group your your hunter's dogs which is a great thing yeah um the old alpha 100s is um you you can put 20 collars in your oh okay uh, but it is a good thing that we need to talk about because there's certain um areas that we hunt that put in that they have put in language that says hey you're you know your collar battery goes dead or your you you know these collars aren't they're electronics you know right. they can fail yeah they yeah. will fail not a large portion of them and the good thing about it is when you train your dogs they're running with another dog there's a group when they start hearing that tone they can hear other dogs tone and generally they're going i mean they're usually going to stop with the other dogs and come come out now what a big issue is that we've found with the uh, the collars is is dirtying up the signal everybody knows what that is generally if you're running collars once your signal comes from the collar to the satellite or satellite to collar and it gets dirtied up it cuts that signal out and you won't get it back unless you turn the collar off turn it back on that's a big problem and it doesn't happen all the time but it happens and you have to track your dog by communication bars so you kind of have to step back go old school all right where did we last hear him where'd we catch the dogs at all right let me start reading the communication bars i got three bars all right well i'm not that close to them let's move around was, it's so kind of like the old bear trackers well, well yep yeah elementary. so you had when, when i went with you you had that it's elementary you beep, beep. have to beep 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 beep, yep. beep 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 always that way yep and, and that was great so, so that's what you're talking about you're able to still do uh well no you, but you have a communication like a cell phone signal yeah that's basically, basically uh, but, what it is so it's not the old hand no, no. you'll no. be driving around looking at your computer or your okay. it's like your screen, screen. <laughs> oh, okay. high tech redneck <laughs> yeah. baby and i always and if anybody's listening and never had and i know they probably had it happen and they don't know you can track them by the communication signal and it tells you Usually, if you got a full bar on your your handheld, four or five bars, you're close enough that they can hear you. So if you hoop or toot your horn or whatever, now you can actually pull that antenna off the unit, and if you have like one bar, or two bar, they're like right close to you. So just to kind of give you a little, you know, if you don't know little that you can do, it, yeah, you can do that. I've done it, and to several people that's lost their dogs, and I've. I've circled around until I've gotten close enough where I could 
hoop them out or call them. And uh, if you didn't know that, that does work. You just have to take it down a notch. You'll start freaking out. You know, lost, lost the signal on my daughter's yeah trump jace's dog and and you know so you uh step it down a notch don't freak out they're still around there somewhere and you know try to go back to where you last heard them or whatever they're not you know or where you broke them down or whatever and they're they'll be there you know so at least you can kind of get an idea so is there so let's say we're we're talking about hunting public Mm mm-hmm land so you know you guys are running dogs and you're running this block and then joel's bunch is running dogs and they're in the block next to you their dogs cross your dogs cross whatever is there a cross contamination like can can well you can because they only make and so they only make a hundred let's just say channels, radio frequencies right. or collars to be on. And so if they've got a hundred dogs and you've got a hundred dogs. Yeah. They're going to be some with the same exact. So right. you might find yeah. your stud on top of some guy's female. Well, no, but <laughs> well, right yeah. no, they'll be no, running but, down the road, <laughs> but he may pick up. Yeah. Joel's a dog thinking that it's his. Yeah. And that happens a lot. You'll see in a lot of the field trials, the Fox, field trials we have around here. and i don't know if y'all know it but we got the the best finest facilities for field trialing in the state of florida just right here in our backyard yeah. i mean we have some really cool field trials closed yeah and uh but once you get there what you'll see is is your dog will start bouncing we call it you know bouncing around well you'll pick it up it'll be on your drive track it'll be two sections away or whatever, you know, whatever. Then it all of a sudden it'll bounce back down and it just starts skipping around. Well, you know, somebody's bouncing off of a yeah. two different collars. Yeah. So whatever collars, the closest it can read, you're going to pick up that collar. So if you're right. going down the road and, you know, Trump's was in that section and all of a sudden now he flew to the other section, you know that that ain't Trump. Generally. Right. Now, if you lose signal and he's over there, then yeah, you may, you know, want to, make sure that's not him but um but yeah you'll get that and that's just going to be something for i don't know how you know garmin's going to if they'll ever be able to get more channels because the frequency levels i mean you gotta think you know all these frequency levels off of satellites and whatnot that we're not i mean we're a little 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 fish in a big big pond you know so you know it's kind of going back earlier when you were talking about you know that uh the correction collars aren't just for deer dog, deer dogs. If you think about it, if you look back, you know, 10, 15 years ago, like your pheasant hunters and stuff like that, that was like a common sight was to see their dogs with a collar with a, an antenna hanging off of it long before deer dogs ever. Mm-hmm. So it's not anything that's new to a sporting dog deal. It's just new to deer dogs yeah and another thing is too is you know a lot of the dog hunting community still have people you know oh they mistreat their dogs and you know the old uh the old school saying of you know well they just mistreat their dogs well i'm telling you a serious dog hunter like you just said earlier that your dogs are your team 
and you're only as good as your team is. And if your dogs aren't in shape, if the, if you're not feeding your dogs, you're mistreating your dogs, well, then you're not doing any yourself any good. They ain't going to be worth if, a dog. You if know? your dogs I mean, suck, then you probably suck yeah, right along with them. Exactly. And yeah. so we, I mean, if you could see how we take care of our dogs, and when I say a lot of us is, you know, between just spending a lot of money on tracking because we don't want to lose them, we want to get them up as quick as possible, we can get them home, get them fed, and get them back because they're our team players, they're our football players, you know. And uh, if you got a good pack of dogs, you could have the sorriest hunters. You're going to kill a few deer because them dogs are going to jump. You know, they're going to yeah. get after it. And, but um, you hear it all the time, and it's it's just so not true that, I mean, we're those, <laughs> those hounds are generally well taken care of a lot of, unfortunately and this is a awful to say but our hounds are taking care of a, a lot of better than a lot of people take care of their, their own kids yeah, kids, yeah. And, it, and that's sad to say but and uh, he's not saying that yes the houndsmen take better care of their dogs than they do their <laughs> own kids he's saying that <laughs> you have to you have to clarify that shit absolutely put some a big of these some bitches up. out here will be <laughs> so what breed of dogs do you run i have a mixed up breed um you know generally when you're you're pretty much running i mean i, I run a mixed up walker breed pretty much um i've got a couple um and almost black and tan walkers um not droopy or coon dog black and tan right i do love those i mean i have since i was a little boy but they're uh black and tan walker more like a mixed up you know um i got i have a couple you know tricolor walker look more walker looking dogs i've got one of my best ones old willie he's my buddy he's and uh he's got you can tell he's got a little red tick in him he got looks like he got a little blue tick in him looks like he got july in it you know i mean he's just a little bit of everything but man he's so you don't need some purebred deer dog i mean you can well, and, and you can train a mutt to, to yeah, track. To, yeah, some of your best ones. Yeah, yeah, I mean, some of your best dogs are, are, you know, have been mixed up a lot. Now, yeah, when you're talking about field trials and, and whatnot, now then you're talking about breeds, and that's when you're breeding for endurance. So you take like a three-day field trial, outside field trial. You want your dogs to have really, really, really good endurance. And it's, mm-hmm. it's more or less like a, you know, a marathon then. Um and then if you have a like a five hour field trial, then you have the fast, fast, fast dogs that'll run. I mean, hold them and yeah, going. Yeah. Like so you're talking. This is just to get them in shape. Is this no, no field, field trials or competitions? Competition. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, um, a lot of those, a lot of fun. I mean, you know, they generally happen a lot during the warmer months, and and a lot of people around here were taking. You know, doing. I it. would mind going to. Is it something like? We could go watch, hang out, yeah. see what they do. Mm-hmm. I've never, never experienced it. Yeah, we can, uh, we can take my side by side and go, uh, judge. See, the yeah. reason why I asked, yeah. you know, growing up, a lot of you guys, you know, you'd have your walkers, you'd have your beagles. Mm-hmm. If you're out in the middle of a section where you have no limits around it, you know, they throw the fast dogs. Mm-hmm. Well, if you start getting close to where you're getting close to the area you ain't supposed to be in, they throw out the beagles. Mm-hmm. A lot easier to catch, a lot slower. And those days have changed. Oh yeah, with with the technology, yep. it has. Yep, it's I now mean, my stepdad. He still got two beagles. Yeah, that's what he's <laughs> always hunted with. He 
his two dogs, his favorite dogs, there was a Beagle Walker mix. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they were house dogs. I mean, you could go out there, lay on them in the backyard. He let them out. They wouldn't come outside the fence. But when hunting season come in, yeah, yeah. they would run. Beagle Walker is a very good mix. And, and you'll never hear me, you know, put down another man's dog how they hunt, you know, because some people like, you know, They'll run beagles. They love the slower pace, and they, you know, love just to the hear the sound run. of them. Yep. Yeah, and and uh, but you'll have some beagle walkers that'll put oh, yeah. put some big dogs to shame, and you'll see some people pouting over them because <laughs> they pull their nose up and get with it. You know, they know how to run their game. But yeah, it's it. You know, as long I I'm not ever going to judge someone else how you know they hunt at all. It I mean, is hard to beat a pack of beagles coming through the woods. No, oh, it sounds like a darn freight train, and they're moving. <laughs> they're moving like you know. I mean, it's like, but they sound great. So, so what's your, what's your best or one of your best running dog stories? Killing a deer, big buck. That's something, what I. That's what I was wanting. To like I, something that you're like you when you think about it, you're like holy cow, that was amazing. Okay, so. First off, I was asking. He's a dog hunter, <laughs> so they don't like to tell stories. Mm-mm. You don't see any pictures? pictures. No. Do you? No. No. How many? Don't brag. <laughs> nope. That, but you got to have I'm a good gonna, story. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you the funnest story. I was about seven years old, and this was back in the day on Eglin that you had thousands upon thousands of acres run and we ran a four point for every bit of three hours <laughs> that was a marathon and, run yeah. be still <laughs> i know my chair's yes. jamie sorry moving around. he's getting excited it's just a four point jamie calm down <laughs> but it you know and you know this damn bug it's not it's not a you know, like you said, it's just a full point. It wasn't a. Mo- it was just the fun thing would hit the road. It'd run down the road, and you'd have to get the dolls back on. And this was back year. I mean, this is back. That was a legal buck. Yeah, this was back when I was yeah. a little guy. Five inch spine. and uh, legal. Yeah, and but it was all about the chase. We ran it and ran it and ran it, and finally, I mean, right before it was going to go across the four lanes on eighty five. Now. Back then, there wasn't hardly yep. any traffic back right. then, you know, and uh, we ended up killing him there, and my dad had to go into town and get gas. That's how much we ran that, <laughs> that And I say that because it wasn't a big buck, you know, but it was something that I, I mean, we still tell that story that race. all yeah. the time. Everybody that, hooting know. and hollering and carrying on and chasing him from one block to another. I, would, I don't know about no hooting and hollering, but I bet you there was some cussing on the CB, and then it was <laughs> audio. You had to audio that person. Them old there. radio. Yeah, oh, God. How many times did he get shot at? Gosh, I can't <laughs> even tell you. There's there's more to that story yeah. that we could say off air. Right. I mean, it made it real fun, like Dukes of Hazard stuff. You know right. what I mean? Well, like I said, you you bought vehicles that you knew you were going to tear up. So yeah, it's it. You know, and and last year, you know, Aubrey getting to shoot her first buck. That was one of the you know one of the probably coolest moments. My daughter, she was. Riding with my uncle and, and shot it in front of dogs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know was, come, that's awesome. Come to think of it, since since we've gone to the collars, 
I couldn't tell you the last time I heard about a bad accident. Because on Eglin, I mean, it seemed like every year you had a head-on collision somewhere. You know, it was a, a regular thing. And with the collars, it's it's slowing everything down. There's, there's It's not that hectic race that it yeah. used to be. And it's a good point. Very Actually, that's a really, really good point. Just like the story, the example I gave you earlier, hey, y'all just stay on your stands. There's no re- – don't get in your truck. Right. And, you know, it, you don't have as much moving and shaking, like you said, as you said. That's a very good point. Even though that was – I mean, that was – God, dog, man. That was like the – the adrenaline rush was jumping in the truck and, you know, you tear up yep. the road trying to get up there, you know, or, and inevitably you'd get to just about where you thought it was going to cross and somebody would cross the road in front of you and you're slamming on the brakes. I call it a, a video game, a real life video game. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's in life, real time, you know, video game. You used game. to ride on the dog box and it'd be, you know, 30 degrees out and just the smallest little twig would hit your ear (laughs) and you would look behind you to see if your fucking ear was laying in the road Mm because son, it would fire you up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. About the, about the time you got them to where you're trying to get ahead of them and you just cut them and they go right back to where you just come turn. Yep. You're like, son of a gun. That or, you know, before all this, you know, you would have people just leaving their stands trying to head off the dogs and get in front of them. And I've been in situations where I had a guy come around the curve. He was running around the curve. Deer jumps in the middle of the road. We both throw up. But when I see him throw up, I go to diving. I know he's fixing <laughs> to shoot. He thought I was fixing to shoot, so he dove the other way. Deer kept on going. Good thing you have quick lucky. reflexes. <laughs> well, my, my, my one of my experiences with a, a deer dog, I was hunting. It wasn't a dog hunting area, but it was right across the street, right across the highway. I was out there hunting by myself, get out of there, it's still dark, getting all my stuff together in my truck, and I kind of close the door real quiet, and I start walking, and I hear footsteps behind me. A bear. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm like, at, at first, I'm like, that's something dragging. I, you know, my safe or my uh, my harness or whatever dragging. So I get everything back up, and I take a few more steps, and every step I take, I hear like right behind me i'm like fuck like it's either a, it's a pack of coyotes or a bear something's fixing to kill me and i, I was like well i got a gun whatever stand there i'm gonna and it's dark i'm like i'm just gonna turn my this is when you carry a big mag light mm. you know i didn't have any little flashlight it like i'm gonna d cell batteries right <laughs> but i i turned around and it was a a, a deer dog sitting there looking at me like oh my god get me out of here I mean, he, I, I tried to shoo him off, and he he wasn't going. So I went out to my stand, and he actually followed me out there. And I was sat on the ground. He came up, put his head on my lap, and it was just like he just curled up. I fed him. I had a sandwich. I fed him my sandwich. I'm like, come on, man. Threw him in the back of the truck. Took him up to the check station, and yeah. you know, he, and he had a a tag on him, yeah. so they found his owner. But that dog, back, back he scared the, the day, shit out of me. Back in the day, you had dog pens yep yeah all over the place and if you you found somebody's dog mm-hmm. if if you could get it to load up you'd throw him in the truck you go to one of the dog pens and you'd open up pen and throw it in there yeah. and that was you know that's what you did if you lost a dog you know 
You hey, Joel, go, you know, go over there to 219 and check that, that dog pen over there yep. at the stump, you know. Yeah, this so, dog, he just looked sad. He's like, he looked like he missed his owner. <laughs> probably like, they worn all, out. Yeah. Probably <laughs> worn out. <laughs> but I hooked him up. Good I took deal. him back. Good. You'll still see uh, in a lot of areas, you know, old remnants of dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're still yeah. out there. Yeah. It's yeah. just, just kind of a memory now, you know. So those aren't of, used at all anymore? No. Mm, unless, well, you know. If I don't think any of them kept up enough to nah, hold a dog. Ever since we started going to uh, um, GPS, your your percentage of dogs being left are, has. It's yeah, unless, like, the battery dies. The dog yeah. comes out of his collar, gets hung up, and yeah, I call comes it out uh, of the... Sunday morning hunting. You know, used to when you went to run your dogs, like even hunting or during the summer, or whatever, you just planned on being there, however long it took. Yeah. Now you can go on a Sunday morning. You can you can go on Sunday morning. You can run, and you can be back home before church and go to church. You know, I mean, and that's just not leaving any dogs out there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you just get when you get ready to go. Unless something happens, you know, as far as, you, you know, malfunction on electronics, which, you know, it happens, but not that often. You you load them up when you get ready. You just, you know. The old primitive weapon here, we used to hunt the horseshoe. I caught the same dog there two weekends in a row three times. Took him to the dog pen every time. Because he had come tree me. He'd come straight to my tree and just sit there. He knew gave him were. a good ham sandwich. <laughs> right. <laughs> so are you going to be out? Running dogs this weekend for opening a general gun? Oh, yeah. I've been... You going to be on public land or you going to be up on private? I'll be public land this weekend. Yeah. Yep. 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 Awesome. You we'll got coordinates for us? Yeah, in my truck. <laughs> <laughs> you get my truck. <laughs> I'm, bli- I'm blindfolded. <laughs> it's been a bad year for us. Ain't none of us killed nothing here. Yeah, well. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go run dogs at Burnt House. And then I'm going to go to Carolina and kill one with my bow. And then I'm going to, what's Hunter's lease? Last Chance. Last Chance. There we go. And then sounds, I, sounds fitting, and, right? And then, yeah, and then I've, got, I've still got my lease in Alabama, too. So I'm lease poor. Yep. Look, I'm strictly public land. I can't afford to hunt. I mean, Alabama, it started costing thousands of dollars to, to hunt. I love they'll let you in with that hair. Hey, hey some of them will. Got pretty hair. Come over here and sit <laughs> on my lap, baby. <laughs> yeah, just don't go into town. <laughs> I got a two-man ladder stand just for me and you. Uh, yeah, I got to. I got to tell y'all right quick what my wife told me before I left. <laughs> she said, "If you would do as much of the killing of the deer as you talk about it, that would be great." Because <laughs> nothing's Dang. been killed this year, and we're like down to. Well, yeah, that's, and that's what I was saying earlier is we've seen a bunch of deer and some good bucks, but that's bow hunting, man. I mean, it, it's, it's been a down year for killing for all of them. It just I, don't happen. Hey, but it's hey, not y'all for speak lack of for deer. yourselves. Will Necker's freezer's full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did well, have, have one that filled most of my freezer. Have you been able to... Did you kill one up? Ohio. Did yeah, you? That's, yeah. That'd yeah. take one. That's two of our done. Yeah. yeah, it's 300 pounds almost. Yeah. It took me deer. and these two guys to load it on a deer dolly. Mm. Yeah, it was it was a nice deer. Real nice deer. Well, I know you're fixing mm. to lay it to him come gun season, but I'll still be slinging arrows. Unless I go to Bobcat Ridge, I'm carrying my rifle. We got to figure that out. We need to 
We need to make a plan. Maybe this weekend's the weekend to do it. Yeah. Just go in there and kick that son of a bitch out and kill him. Well, cool. Anything else? This uh no, I pre- I appreciate it, and I hope you know if anybody's looking to get into dog hunting, you know, I mean, try it out. I mean, it's nothing you can just jump in. Jump, I mean, you don't really want to jump in and jump out before you make it your mind up to do it. You know, if you do it, do it right. Do you do you welcome like adult like Hey, man, I've never done this. I want to give it a shot. I, I mean, would. Is there well, something that it's a, so hard it's, to to bring in like our groups, and all, cause especially like our family. You know, I mean, but we, I mean, like the the Geneva and yes, absolutely. I will help them. You know, with anything they need help with. You know, getting a part of a club if they you know if they want to get into a club. Yeah. Um, I can you know and, possibly help them do that. Um, and let's be honest, like everybody thinks that dog hunting is easy. Mm-mm. And it's not. There's a lot of mistakes. Oh, yeah. You know, and so with the APRs in place in the Florida uh, public lands, man, you, you yeah, be, there's be. there's a big chance you're going to fuck that up. And, uh, <laughs> and then you've got that whole club. You know, you've got right. that. I mean, so Brad brings Dwayne, you know, who's never dog hunted and hey guys this is this is Dwayne. It's the first time he ever hunted and he kills a four point. You right. know? Well now his whole family's like, dude. Why'd you bring Dwayne? Well yeah. So yeah, I mean it's not a it's not that, a, our, a simple thing to Our problem is 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 you bring one person and then like you said, you know, we don't post pictures, we don't brag. I mean, you know, we just it's yeah. not never. It's never been part of us. A lot of yeah. us, you know. It's just, just again. It's one of the things that a lot of your dog hunters bred into. You don't, you know. You don't share your information. No, but you gotta be careful who you invite, right, to the but, table because the next thing you know, they're gonna invite their family to the table, and you won't have no food, right. But as far as like that Geneva, it's an open to the mm-hmm. public. Yeah, the hunt leases and all that. I mean, they're always, yeah. you know, it, it, they'll be within. Couple of years. I mean, if someone's really wanting to get in dog, and I'll help them any way I can. Um, yeah. You know, you got to. It's not somewhere. a fly by night kind of thing. No, you. I mean, right. You know, suggest and, you getting a you going and and I would say like out. the the lease type dog hunts would be in Alabama would be your better options mm-hmm. if or you want to try east, it or to the east of here in Florida. Yeah, you know, because in Alabama there's no. I mean, you can kill a doe, you know. Right, right. So those, you you decrease those those chances of accidents happening unless the club has, you know, some kind Rules, of rule in place. Yeah. Um, but even with the Geneva hunt, you know, they've they've got a horn restriction. You can't kill any does. Right. Um, so the the but down there's not as many opportunities but there are some they if are you if yeah. you really want to give it a shot there's a yeah. way to find out and, if it, and well i'm not gonna say i'll, t- I'll tell you a good a really good story uh, joe um friends of ours now live in holt he works um he works out on the uh, eglin and and um he moved up here he's in uh, i mean seven special forces and right and we met me and him met out you know out and about and uh i invited him up to the club on a youth event and he brought his family and had we've turned i mean great guy we his family we've turned into really good friends 
but he had moved up from South Florida and down there, you know, they hunted hunt, you know, swamp buggies mm-hmm. and all, buddy. They hunted. It, it was a hog, deer. It didn't matter, you know. And oh, yeah. and he got up here, and you know, we invited him to come hunting and and spend some time with our hunting family, you know, and whatnot, and just getting him involved with the, you know, helping him get involved. He done with the community, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, once he got into with the hunting community, then he had he had options all over the place. You know, I mean, he, you know, hey, I can go here, I can go to hog hunting or whatever, and, and you know, just helping, help, especially helping our. I really like helping like our you know seventh coming in. You know, you know, any yeah. of them want to hunt, I'd love to take them hunting. Your know, family, you know, letting them families go hunting, and even if they're not around, you know, having a guardian bring them so they can their kids can hunt while they're you know yeah out well that was kind of freedom kind of thing kind of my point about what we're doing here is because in this area you you get a lot of people that move here and yep you know like from south florida coming up here and you're like man these are legit woods these are you know it's pretty and there's there's good hunting you know so being able to give guys like that an opportunity give them a little bit of knowledge something some place to start mm. you know is, is kind of what we well, want to do too and i would add that I mean, if you reach out to us about, you know, dude, I'm I'm brand new to this. I I really don't know where to go. We're not going to turn you away. Right. You know, right. we may not put you on our best spots, you know. <laughs> you won't but, be hunting Bobcat Ridge. Right. Or, <laughs> but I mean, we'll we'll help you out and uh, I I'll, I'll say that goes across the board. I mean, mm-hmm. Brad would do the same thing. It send you at least get them in the right direction. Right, you know, uh, getting around the right people. But and yep. the big, the, it's common knowledge. I mean, hunting license sales drop every year yep. since nineteen seventy eight. You know, and we're part of the R three recruit recruit retain reactivate program. So, seed is, and uh, that's basically a what it sounds i mean you know what it says is you know how do we get people off the couch get them back in the woods because right. it's 1978 you know license have been dropping but i mean this is a that's a whole nother show we can talk about because oh, as much yeah. as much legwork i've done with that and informing the fwc and all hey look you know if you do this i guarantee you we will recruit some more hunters but we'll reactivate a lot of hunters you know yeah. why why are you closing not to say the FWC is doing this, but I'm just saying working in with general. Them. Yeah. But why are we closing all this land off? Why don't we have gates up on all this land? People's having to walk in there and hunt. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, your people people are going to say, "No, I ain't going to do Dude, that." Dude, right. I run across a guy Thanksgiving weekend. How old did I say he was? Seventy eight. Uh, with the bike. Yeah. Yeah. Seventy eight years old, and because of what you just said, he went out and bought a. $3,000 electric bike mm-hmm. so that he could continue to do what he loves, mm-hmm. you know? And to me, that's, that's, I mean, really you're, you're, people are spending that kind of money because you, for whatever reason, decide that you need gates mm-hmm. to keep people from, from going into these, these and, areas. And a lot of it's budget. You yeah, know, they just don't have the manpower. They're like, they're like, well, I, we ain't got the money to keep up these roads. Well, they don't fucking keep up the roads anyways. But, I posted on <laughs> on my own personal I'm just Facebook page, you, asking <laughs> asking 
so I could find. Oh man, we like go out the there and volunteer railroad tie, or you know, up there at Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's still up there. I had a piece of of railroad rail. Mm-hmm. Was the best thing in the world for dragging mm-hmm. a plot after you dissed it. It was uh, smooth as a baby's ass, mm-hmm. and it worked great for roads. So I posted on my own personal Facebook page, looking for something for that, so that I could haul it out and drag roads drag to fix road. those roads. Because you go a hundred yards, you got to stop, tighten all the bolts up on everything <laughs> yeah. on your truck, drive a hundred. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. But we do have. Mm, this is for all <laughs> the podcast, yeah. but they got plenty of fucking money to bush hog around a fucking pine tree that there's a fucking woodpecker in. Totally separate funds, though. I, I understand that. <laughs> but what? where they... I mean, never mind. Yeah. We're paying a lot of well, fucking I, I money. I can tell you that, and graciously, and you'll you hear me say it a lot, that, you know, the FWC is really, really listening um, to ideas. I mean, getting people off the couch. The R3 program's a big deal. That's across the United States. Congress is backing that, and they, they are getting funding for a lot of these programs so you really kind of have to bring it up to them that hey we know what's going on here i mean we know that you're getting funding to create these hunts or create these better environments for hunters to get off the couch to come hunt and you know they want to do as much as they can i mean they're they're you know they're hands are tied as well to a certain point but i'm right. telling you our fwc in the state of florida in this region you can't ask for any better. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. and people can bash me all they want to, but I've spent enough time with them the past ten years getting to know them, and they care about our region. Joel's usually in the back seat. Are the one thing falling? I personally have never had a problem with them. No. <laughs> well, you know, I law enforcement. Law enforcement's different than when I'm talking about. No, we're talking FWC. Yeah, yeah and I've I've yeah. come across one in probably. 10 years, FWC, that was just a complete jackass, and it was the same one. Well, yeah, that was last yeah, well, year. I'm yeah. talking about on more of the management side, not law enforcement. Yeah. I mean, law uh, enforcement, they have the same challenges as as other jurisdictions, shall you say, that they can do a little bit better public right. affairs. Well, right. you uh, might have one guy for an entire county. Yeah, I mean, we don't. Not, know. not us. We got <laughs> we plenty. Don't. Not yeah. here. Um, we have the problem federals. Yeah, yeah, we we got federal. Was that? Well, we that's both. the thing we need to hit on real quick. Okay, I won't say this. Bring come it. to Hunt Eglin I'll Reservation. If you're gonna hunt Eglin Reservation, there's fucking laws. Yep, you're gonna there's have rules. three divisions of law yes. enforcement. Yep. So if you think you're not gonna see any law enforcement on Eglin oh, Reservation, yeah. that's Eglin. It's a military base. They're around you. They're around us. They're around everybody you talk to. Guess what? If you're not doing wrong, then you have nothing to bitch about. Yep. And you don't start have, no shit. There won't be no shit. You yep. will have military police, FWC, and the federal game yep. warden. Yeah. So I've I mean, talked to all anybody of them. that anybody that you know packs their bags to come to Eglin to hunt is just gonna have to put it on. They they have to realize that you don't just come down here and. Let it all hang out, you know. I mean, but, it ain't the old days. <laughs> yeah, you need to read the rule book. And, you know, I sure. I can say that probably 
probably in the past 10 years, I don't think I've ever been checked, but doesn't mean that I haven't had a game warden stop and talk to me, a range patrol stop and talk to me. You know, if you're just not being a dick and not showing your ass, you have nothing to worry about. Well, I, I agree with that, but I'm going to say this very humbly is, well, let's put on a dog box on your truck and see if that changes. Well, well. you bring that shit on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm just saying, I, I really don't either. I mean, they, they've been very, very, very kind, the ones I've been. And, and yeah. the, you know, throughout the whole region the past the first four days, I, you know, I mean, other than a couple of crazy posts, but you know, most of the hunters I've talked to, there wasn't no getting out of hand. Now, you know, there's some that push the line and I'm sure no, they'll I, have to answer for it too, you know, yeah. whenever it comes down to it. No, I agree. And it, you know, if, if we'll just put it, if the man, I don't care what uniform he's wearing, if he comes up to you and you instantly posture and act like you're the biggest cock on the walk, oh, yeah. well, then you're going to have to deal mm-hmm. with him being a dick to you. So don't be that way. And, if you treat them like anybody else sitting at this table, that there's never a problem. Especially if you're like, we've been hunting here a long time. So a lot of these guys recognize our trucks. They know who we are we're not that kind of guy. You yeah. Know, we're, yeah, if you're from out of town, you come here and start, you know, acting the fool. It's, well, it's and as much fuck as around and find out as much as, you know, I deal with things within our region. Um, there's a couple that push the line. And what I tell hunters is, is you need to know the law, like the back of your hand. I mean, you need to read it, understand it. And whenever they decide that they read it different than you, then you need to challenge them. Not, you know, aggressively, right, you need right. to challenge them because there's a lot of times they read it one way, just like we may read the Bible and, and humbly, right. but we read it one way and they right. read it the other, and they're going to turn around and try to give you a ticket for it or citation. Uh-uh. Well, we're going to talk about this for a little bit, and you don't have to be, but right. stand your ground whenever they come at you, especially the ones that really want to make a name, and you know, make sure that you know your your rules and regs and don't, you know, don't let them write you. A t- well, I mean, they can write you a ticket, but right. if they do, yeah, we have a lawyer. Court. I mean, we have a lawyer for the association that, you know, when they write citations, if it's an unjust citation, it's going directly to our lawyer. And I don't think a lot of that comes from your state, man. I've never talked to any of our state guys. Now, FWC. That's what I'm talking about. I've talked to them. That's state. Yeah. Or state. Yeah. Talk about state. The yeah. federal guys. I ain't seen them stop at all. I just well, see them, so I see them on the way out. So we got two federal guys. <laughs> so we got the federal, we got FWC, but then we got Range Patrol, Security Police. I think. Well, the then biggest, there's a there's the, a federal wildlife. Right, that's what I'm saying. There's yeah, a yeah. federal FWC. There's FWC, and then there's Range Patrol. And I think a lot of the ones that try and push that limit with you are Range Patrol. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, y'all are talking Eglin. Well, I'm talking more state land. Right. You'll have a couple rogue that want to, and 
you got to understand, you know, I mean, obviously we're talking about public. ever see one in Point Washington. We're talking about public land. Um, but you know, like your dog just walking on somebody's property up to their front door. That's not, you're not breaking any laws. The dog's not pursuing game. You can't let your dog knowingly pursue game on someone else's property. If it's walking on just like a coyote or whatever, I mean, you know, you can't take a picture. You have some officers saying you can take a picture and of their collar and just call it into me. No, <laughs> no, that's not no, how like, it works. That's I mean, some bitch could have so been. Them are things that we have to address. Cause I mean, it's like, why would you tell someone that? I mean, that's not right for a, our hunter. It's not right for the other law enforcement to have to respond no, to a call like Especially as much private is intertwined with, Blackwater. Yeah, and as good as the, and as great, great, and I'm telling, as the hunters have done in Blackwater of keeping their yeah, hounds compared to what it was. Of, mm-hmm. I mean, we have ten years ago. I mean, knock on wood again. I'm not, but I mean, we. It's been years since we've had a citation go through of someone just willingly turning their dog. I mean, so they're the hunters are doing it. And yeah, they're I, all I wouldn't represent themselves. them if they weren't. You know, I and, mean, but but that's not because there was a lack of private owners trying to bullshit FWC and believing that that's what you did. Like, I mean, there was a, there was a time where there was certain landowners out there that would hear the dogs running yes, and would immediately call FWC and say, the dogs are on my land. Yeah. And then all they did was heard a fucking dog. Yeah. And then they, and but when GPS came around, the tracks started telling the truth, and you could pull that pull that up and say, yeah. "No, look right here. Here's where my dogs went, yeah. and it was nowhere near cocksucker New York City fella <laughs> has his property yet." Doug getting a little fired up. Um, that was Brad. Down. That was Doug. Uh, that was me. Everybody knows. I I won't I won't hold back. No, All right, that, Sean. that is true though. Yeah, that, but that is true. I mean, it, you had, and, and they still do it, false complaints. And I'm like, why aren't y'all getting on to these landowners for false complaints? This is ridiculous, you know. And they've done a really good job at stepping up. I'm just, again, I can't stress enough, know your law, rules and regs. Um, read their hunter responsibility law, which is the rule, which is basically what we have to go by for our dogs if they were to get on someone else's property. If you get around one of them irate people that just don't don't want to don't like anybody, step back. Let let them go up there and address them, and just smile, wave, and get your dog. And then if they want to write you a citation, then we'll hook you up with our lawyer, and they can see you in court. And yeah. they don't generally don't want to do that. But yeah. you're not going to sit there and bully the hunters around, and not at least have to pay you know pay something for it. I mean, and that should be all of our thoughts behind it i mean if somebody's gonna come and sit on the road and blow their horn at you and it and you're in a tree and you gotta you know yeah. you're just under harassment your, yeah, that's yeah. that's illegal really. well so yeah. actually it is so like you're being is. a stock hunter if you have a stand and somebody knowingly knows that you have a stand and they go in there and hunt it knowing that she's gonna go in there you can't call fwc and they can't come write them a ticket so i will tell you a story behind it. I got a lot of stories behind it, and we're probably way we could be like third episode here. Like Yellow, <laughs> we're like Yellowstone. But, um, <laughs> um, well, so, there's some motherfuckers out there that need a ride to the train station. There you go. <laughs> so when we talk about hunter harassment, back several years ago, Representative Williamson 
over in well he covers north okaloosa and santa rosa um good friend and he has done a lot for the hunting community and representative williamson great guy and uh, i I went to him i'm like you know this is ridiculous state of texas if you look at their hunter harassment law you go out there and you harass a hunter and see what happens we got to do something here about that and he actually if you i don't know if you know and we probably need to look it up but lane has the stand they upgraded that hunter harassment law what was it two years ago and that's what they they went more stringent on the run harassment so it'd probably be a good something to look up on one of the shows and yeah. really make people know what the hunter harassment law is update everybody so they know it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to do a show and i wouldn't mind coming over and helping you because as much as lobbying i do with the state and with lane you know in tallahassee there's a lot of stuff that i've been part of or seed has been part of and behind the scenes and people have no clue because we don't you know we're not going to post everything we're working on we're not going to yeah. post everything we've worked on but those things are help that's right there will help every hunter to be updated on that stuff because it happens i'm telling you it happens and it happens to us it happens to bow hunters up oh yeah, yeah. state land oh i've yeah. had it happen to me here yep i don't know what a level two violation is but it's a level two violation it's one up from a level one yeah just, just below, below level three. three yeah yeah right in between i tell you i tell you what i'll get lane to send it to me tomorrow i got it right here oh do you and uh but yeah i mean there's several things and and if another thing is too if anybody has any ideas proposals are coming up for state fwc early next year these are things that they can get up with y'all and say hey is there any way we can try to do this? I've already had a couple people call me and with ideas to bring to the state. So, you know, these are things that, you know, our hunting community or us need to be thinking about. And that goes back to what we were saying about about CETA is that it, even though the name of it is Southeastern Dog Hunters That's Association, I mean, you guys get involved with a lot more than just dog hunting. Yeah, I mean the, bag limits. I know what was it? Two years ago, three years ago, when they had the big bear thing mm-hmm. in Panama City, you guys were down there. Mm-hmm. You know, went to those meetings, voiced your opinions about it. You know, um, and that's, I mean, the bear season that we had, the bear day, whatever we it didn't was. Have it here, right? You know, it was over to the east, or- but uh, I mean, it didn't include dogs. You know, so, I mean, it wasn't, wasn't anything as far as dog hunting was concerned, but they were there, you know, they had their people there. Brad was there, you know, and it's, it's all about basically what I said in the beginning when we first started this was it's, it's not about if you're a crossbow hunter or a rifle hunter, Dwayne, crossbow, (laughs) um, you know, muzzleloader hunter or spear hunter, whatever, you know, we're here for hunters that's that's what it's about you know because it it's man there's people after us every day every every day and again i go back to it we are our worst own worst enemies straight up and down we we are killing ourselves from the inside out but like this grassroots stuff doing this right here i mean you're seeing a lot of that coming back and us using social media to better 
our followings to better, you know, people's notifying people, hey, look, you know, this. So the one thing that legislators told me when I started back in 2013 was is you've got to get organized fast because they're organized and that's what we did and that's what you know everybody needs to understand is get organized get your group following you know make sure that they know what's going on because the more people we have together that are fighting together it's gonna be yeah, and, and like you said with social media people are realizing we're we're all just normal dudes we're not oh. outlaws we're not you know we're just guys at work and you know raise our families and kinda enjoy like being in the outdoors kind of looks like a hey, you guys, it's the beard. Oh my! Gotta be the beard. The mullet. I don't know how. Beard. How did you get the reputation of being an outlaw? I don't, I don't know. I don't. It's we just, have to it's go off funny. after that one. I swear he's dog hunter. He looks like it. Yeah, looks like my dad. He would make a dog hunter blush. Mullet and a beard. We could probably. Y'all remember the, the the movie with uh, Clint Eastwood uh, outlaw Josie Wells? Yes. Knew the outlaw, Joel. Joel Hoskins. Yeah. <laughs> FWC is going to listen to this, <laughs> and I'm going to get stopped just to get stopped. And they're yep. like, oh, you're that dang outlaw. <laughs> yeah, we heard Hey, Matt, if rep- you're listening, it's a joke, man. <laughs> yeah, man-made reputation. Really yeah. quick. You're the only one at the table that got a ticket last year. Yeah. Hmm. But well, another dude, thing is the APRs. Never. The APRs are working. Without a doubt are working across the region, I feel. And working against yep. us. Um, they In Archery season. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that, me and Doug's agreed on that a many a time. Um, I don't like the whole, it's a doe if it's a five-inch spike yeah. kind of thing. I think that needs to. If it's a seven-inch That's why I say it should go through all year long. Yeah. It's, yeah. They quit shooting them small. Yeah, it's though, that. So, I don't agree with that at all because. The whole, if it's a. Five inches or less, it's yeah. considered an antlerless deer. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, antlerless is anything under 14 inches, right? No. No. Five. State laws, five inches or below, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Five is, or is, less. Is no, antlerless? I'm not talking about state. I'm talking about for public. Because during archery season, I could kill a... Eight-inch cow horn. No, you cannot. Not where we hunt. No. You want to no. bet? Yes. You want to bet? Got to be yeah. 14 Don't inch you circle beam. back around on that one? Yeah. Because I don't agree with that. Um, I think your APRs are, without a doubt, working across the region. I oh, think, they are. Yeah. We're seeing bigger deer, for yeah. sure. I think you have to be... You. I mean, we got to remember it's still public land, and people do want to... Kill Still, meat. Yeah, I mean, they yep. want to go kill a, a legal buck because it's about the experience. But, you know, uh, you know, I was very big in uh, going around the state of Florida when that came out. And the 10-inch main be- and and not for, I'm just saying for the region, not from some of the areas y'all hunt, but um, the 10-inch main beam, three-point on one side, one inch north of 10. And then south of 10 and Eglin adopted that because we they you know they came to us or we we met and they were like it'd be so much easier if we could just make it one and we talked to the hunters a lot of the hunters and and they were like you know i think we should do it i mean 10 inch i'd rather try to tell a 10 inch main beam if thing 
or it has a little fork, you know. So I think it's it's getting better um, across the area, Blackwater, uh, Apalachicola. I think you know the, you know they're still fort, but I mean you know they're getting better. They they've got a lot of. I tell you what, Apalachicola got some good people down there that really love running dogs and love want to see it grow and grow more bucks and bigger bucks you know and back in the day it was just you know it was like the numbers count which you know i do you know you like to kill butts but you got a lot of the new generation shall you say i mean you know that they're really wanting to use the aprs and to grow you know some more it's not better not about how many you can kill it's about the quality well the thing about it is when you when you save your year and a half old deer and you start growing, you know, you start harvesting them at two and a half year olds, you're going to start seeing more multiple sets of deer. So mm-hmm. if, if two one and a half year olds survive this year, next year they're going to be two and a half, then they're going to have a couple bachelors with them before you know it. And then before they start breaking up, you'll be liable to jump two, three head of bucks or, or sitting in a stand, you might have two or three head of bucks, you know, or more come up on you. So it's, you know, everybody has their preference, and I'm not saying which one's the best, but I can tell you if you'll save your year and a whole half old deer, start harvesting them at two and a half, you'll start. Now, that being said, like I saw a bunch of shit over on Facebook over the weekend because we had a youth weekend in Blackwater. Um, what, two weekends ago was the youth hunt? No. Anyways, it Alabama was it Alabama was it was uh, three weeks early in ago. November. So, yeah, the number of adult assholes that bitched and whined really? and cried about these kids killing little bucks. Oh my god! Like for real, there was there was one on Blackwater, and it was a little girl killed this little forkhorn. Oh, that yeah, you should have been a better parent and allowed that are you fucking oh kidding me dude you need to be taken out and caned by that just yeah y'all stop it that's crazy just fucking stop it man the whole because we are we do we do tend to get out of hand out of hand with mm-hmm. the whole you know oh yeah that's not a three and a half year old uh 140 yep. inch buck you should have let it walk mm-hmm. no Trophy's motherfucker make out of it, it. it it depends on the person you know for for me, it may I may be that guy that I don't want to kill. Any we went to Ohio, that was that was you know a hundred and thirty inch buck. That's that's what I was looking for, you know. That Jamie may have had the notion we went to Ohio. He spent three hundred dollars on a license. Mm-hmm. He was bringing back a cooler of meat until y'all had to drag my dude. Yeah, but here's the thing: so <laughs> new people coming into the sport. You know, I mean, goodness, if it's a legal deer, have fun. Yeah. That's not, if it's a legal deer, congratulations. Yep. And if it's a youth, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, I the mean, thing I'll tell you a story about my daughter is, is, you know, when up at the club, they could kill anything. My daughter killed yeah. a, a small four point um, years ago. And she came to the skinning rack and she was pretty much ashamed of the little deer. And I told her, I said, all right, you won't never kill another one that small again because you're ashamed of that deer. If if 
when you see a deer and you take that deer, I want you to be happy and proud to bring it to the... So she had graduated out of the small buck club, shall you say. Because right. she killed a little spike, her very first deer ever, and boy, her 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 face was lit up. So I agree with graduating to different levels. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was her graduation, and, and she understood it. When I told her, I said, all right, if you don't respect that deer and you don't appreciate that deer... And you're sad because you killed it because, you know, at the skinning rack, then you won't kill another one that little. And she agreed. She's like, nope, it's going to be. And she went to kill it. And then the next one was a big six point and the next one was a big eight point. Not that she had to kill monster bucks, but that's sitting in a tree. Now, if we're running dogs and a legal buck runs by her, it's, it's different. It's totally it different. Yeah. It's adrenaline. You know, it's, 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 <clears throat> it's a different way of hunting and it's fun. She hunts all different ways. And that's why I say you got to be careful when you bring somebody new to dog hunting because mm-hmm. that adrenaline, man. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that exact same thing happened at that club with an adult, like losing his shit over a member's son killing a little buck that wasn't the club standards he was a youth he was 10 11 years old mm-hmm. you know that ex- at that club mm-hmm. y'all y'all know there needs to be yeah. exceptions for kids though. I mean, Absolutely. I mean you got to have you got to have kids to be able to grow into the sport well even my lease you know kids it you know as long as you follow the rules they can kill what they want you know if it's by the law they can kill i will be there saturday I mean, there's a lot of the WMAs, uh, you know, around here that a, a kid can actually kill a smaller buck than what yeah. the yeah know, their first yeah. What they, least a, a most you know they get one a year yep. on a lot of these places, you know, until so, they're 16. So yep. yeah, and it's, it's and once they well, I see it, they graduate to a different level, you know. I mean, once they've killed their little one, and and like I said, she could have killed it and been happy, and all, and I'd have been like, all right, well, the next one that walked out, boom, if she was happy for it, but she didn't appreciate it. And she knew she didn't. She felt bad, and I was like, "No more. You're going to step up to mm-hmm. a different level now." Because I'm, I told all my kids, "Is if you don't appreciate that deer, and when you walk up to it, and you better appreciate it there, and you better thank it, you know, for everything. Thank the good Lord. If not, then we we ain't going to be killing them." Yeah, and I've know? always said, if I ever get to that point, I'm just. I'm stopping. Mm. I'll start buying meat at the store. Skydiving or something. Yeah. Shit, I still get fired up when the dough gets close enough. <laughs> Go my oh, God. yeah, I'll shake. So, so everybody can find y'all on. Y'all got a, web, a website still? No, we, we didn't go with it. It just wasn't getting, you know. I it mean, wasn't getting Facebook traction. Facebook is where yeah. everybody does. Yeah, we so it's and, Southeastern Dog Hunters Association. I know we keep calling it CETA. But yeah, a lot. Everybody it's short calls it CETA, for that. Yeah. Um, even the tag, even the stickers say CETA now, um, yeah. opposite of PETA. But um, and but we, you know, organizing roughly 2012. Um, we we started in Santa Rosa County, and a group of great guys started it out, and it grew from there. And and now, you know, we've got representation. Um, especially this region, we try not to branch into other people's, but over to Bristol, south of Bristol, you know, in that general area, right. we have members over there. How many I, members y'all got roughly? Uh, last time we had an official count, which is very hard to do if you don't have it set up with people applying online, but we're over 4,000 members. Wow. So and that's that, Doug and I have talked about trying to do something, you know, 
something like that, but for the stock association, something you know, something yeah. to to have a. It's voice hard. To. It's hard. It's really hard for still hunting, and and the reason I say that is is because you're not really threatening the still. I mean, you know, nobody's other than antis, but nobody's really out there. Hey, you know, right. Right. We hate you, tree huggers. <laughs> and and there's so many different there's so many different facets of still hunters. Yeah. Yes. You know, I mean you you get we have a muzzleloader group, a gun. Well, I just group, had that con that, that I just said that. You know, you've got the guys that it you know, if it's not hundred and thirty inches, you shouldn't be killing it and yeah. you know, so yeah. uh, again, we are our own worst enemies because we fight among ourselves more than then probably PETA fights with us. So, and we and we, you know, we have a large fall, and uh, we help field trialers. I mean, foxhounds. Uh, so another another thing that they do is if if you'll go to their Facebook and like and follow their Facebook two or three times a year, mostly during the I guess all of your cleanups are during the summer. Mm-hmm, pretty much. So they do, you know, Blackwater, Eglin, Apalachicola. Um, volunteers go out and they just pick up trash. I mean, that's, they just all walk the roads, ride the roads, whatever is legal for that area. I mean, if you go to Apalachicola, you can use a four wheeler side by side and they just pick up trash. Uh, yeah. We're looking at doing one spring now in Apalachicola with Florida state dog hunters, um, teaming up with them. Cause it's all about teaming up, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's not like, Hey, we're working, you know, we work together on everything. Rusty McKeithen and his group over there, we, I mean, when I started, I met Rusty. Um, and his group now, you know, are uh, great. But I want to make sure, you know, we, we field trialers, small game, hog hunt. I mean, we, any kind of dog hunting, we want to make sure that everyone knows that we're here. I mean, in any kind of hunting in general. I mean, right. you know, if, you know, unless you're trashing us on, facebook or whatever we're not going to turn you away you know i mean we're going to help you where we can you know and we do have a lot of we do we do a lot with legislation and we do a lot with a lot of people don't know what we do because we're not going to air it right they see the results afterwards or you know so and and what's what's your charity again seasons of hope seasons of hope outdoors now is there a Facebook page or yes. a yes yep and that's okay. uh, Michael Harris and crew um, Mike's a great guy yeah I met him uh, right after her, uh, Hurricane Michael yep yep because mm-hmm. his yep. Michael Harris and Braden Harris and um, do a great job over there um, Joseph Hall Sky Scott um, Casey gosh a lot of them over there in Bristol area. No, and Michael's a, is he a quadriplegic? Paraplegic. He's uh, paralyzed from his chest down. Chest down, yeah. so, yeah. And he actually started Seasons of Hope before he got paralyzed. Yeah. Yep. And then after, uh, for the kids and whatnot. And he still gets after it, though. Oh, God, he does. He's out there with, he's usually hunting with us. Yep. But good people. Uh, does a great job. Love him to death. Love all of that family to death, and uh, you know, try to help them out where I can. So they, uh, so y'all do a. I guess y'all's next hunt would be the the rabbit hunt. Yep, we'll have the 
Well, it's actually now it's a it's a youth rabbit hunt and skeet shooting skeet outdoor shoot. day. Yeah. basically. So you just basically bring your kid up with this. Do they need to have a shotgun or is that something that you guys supply just, if they don't? Just get up with uh, just message us on Facebook and we'll get them hooked up, whatever they okay. need. But, you know, it's a day of we'll meet in Andalusia um, at Pick and Save in the big parking lot. And we have Breakfast. guys bring out about 25, 30 head of beagles and, and we shoot about two boxes of clays. They let the kids just hammer down on clays and and they ride if they got if you got a four wheeler or whatever bring it up and they can you know as long as they have a guardian with them we have to make sure that we fine tune that but um they can you know ride their four wheelers out on the club with their guardians with them and um you know they want to go rabbit hunt for a little bit they can that afternoon they can rabbit hunt or they can shoot skeet you know it's just that's awesome just a good day yeah for sure but it fills up quick yeah (laughs) So, well, Brad, you got anything else, Ben? Nope. I appreciate y'all, for one. I mean, I appreciate the understanding of, you know, the dog hunting society and, you know, that we're here and, you know. Uh, yeah, we appreciate you coming on and kind of explaining. Yeah, I know we jumped around. Do, we jumped sure. around a lot. That's um, what we do. Yeah. We, we just talk. And I'm not going to make everybody happy, so I'm just, I already know that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been doing this for long enough now and, um, you know. The ones that support us are the ones I support, and I try to help them anyway. I had a guy call me this, you know, on the way here, you know, wanting to talk about a few things, and man, he's always supported us, and there's no reason yeah. I'm not going to support him. But well, you do a good job explaining it, you know, and and like you said, without getting emotional, somebody comes at you the wrong way. Yeah, nice. you know, you. That's it. So we appreciate you coming here and and talking to us. Definitely yep. need to have you back on. Yep, we can talk more about legislator stuff. Um, I can give you updates on any of that. I can contact our legislators that work with us, our lawyers. Uh, but Lane Stevens, our lobbyist, he is a wealth of information and, you know, may have him call in one day. And, yeah. Um, get yeah. him on. I mean, he does a lot of lobbying in this region other than just hunting, but he does a lot of hunting. Well, and he could probably throw out a few things that, you know. He's going to make us all sound like we're gonna sound like idiots. Got... I thought we were idiots. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounded like but he, we got he, outlaws uh, and idiots. Right. <laughs> yeah, we just a bunch. Welcome of to the Southern Public, outlaws but, and idiots. Yeah, heck yeah, man. But Lane could, you know, put stuff. I mean, because honestly, if you if you think about it, where are you finding any information on stuff that you can do to help? Nobody has an answer because no. you don't know. So. That would be, Lane could say, you know, look, this, this is stuff that needs attention, mm-hmm. you know, and it may not be just hunting related. It may be fishing and, you yeah. know, anything duck outdoors. Hunting. Duck hunting, big thing. On yeah. Duck hunting, you know, these, I mean, as we got people moving in here, they're not wanting you to shoot a gun. Across the sound. Yeah. How yeah. dare you shoot a gun within you know, mm-hmm. this part? I mean, but it's the way of life. Yeah. they're moving into and i'm not saying it's right wrong. i mean they may have a legitimate complaint but from what i heard some of them wasn't legitimate you know so stuff well, like that and then uh you always have that like every time a bear gets hit you've always got that those two or three people on facebook that's well we're we're intruding on their habitat you know as they're living in their wooden stick framed house 
in a place that used to be nothing but woods where they drive their gas-powered vehicle down a black pavement through where the bears used to live. So just shut the fuck up because you ain't. Unless you're unless you're oh, living Lord. in a house that floats in the air, then you... He you, stepped up on his soapbox. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> we, we can get, uh, get up with Lane and I'll, I'll talk to him and, and the another... Some good election I'm years are coming. If he comes on. I'll, yeah. I'll be straight laced. Election years are coming. I mean, yeah. um, you know, we've got some I big elections. I vocal about that one. We've got some big elections that we need to be paying attention to. Yeah. And, our, and your listeners need to be paying attention to. One's Ag Commissioner. Yep. You don't realize how important that position is. And it's very important. That was the Trojan horse. And, uh, you know, so if we have a good ag commissioner, a good governor, we're off to a good start. Need to kick right. Mickey Fried's ass out of there, but anyway. So anything else? <laughs> I'm done. Uh, as usual, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Reach out to us. I know a lot of you guys have 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 messaged us so keep that up we yeah. appreciate the input and if there's anything out there you guys want us to talk about or answer some questions or anybody you think we might want to get on as a guest as well i mean um and if you got know. any complaints about the lack of social media stuff or social media manager you know he you have can, a social media manager uh, well jamie so all right Appreciate you guys listening. Thanks. See ya.